Who am I? Well, we're Batman. You see, I'm both Bruce Wayne and Batman. Not because I have to be. Now, because I choose to be. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Does It Hold Up podcast. I'm Adam. And I'm Emily. And today with us, we actually have a special guest. We so are special. in our friend Maddie's personal bat cave. Aww. Maddie, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> yeah, it's. I know you're like the biggest Batman fan I know. Um, That's so, generous. That's still generous. I, I mean, mean, you have the glorious shirt, so. <laughs> you do have a glorious shirt on. Dude. For those just listening, it is... Batman and Joker surfing. Yeah. It's I, like a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> yep. It's the best thing I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> but no, like, I mean, on your... Okay, so, maybe tell tell everybody about yourself a little bit. Okay, so first off, I'm a big fan of you guys. I listen to every episode. Thank I you. Listen, wa- love all your guys' shorts that you guys make. You guys are great friends, so I'm happy to be here with you guys. Happy to talk about something that I love, which is Batman, like you already stated. We'll go through a lot of that throughout this episode, so I'm not going to dive too much into that but i'm a friend i'm a dad i'm a husband i'm a nerd uh that's pretty much it we'll get to we'll get to plug in my stuff yeah. later on i mean you can always plug it up front too that's fine <laughs> gonna say. we're all good with that but like so we listen to your podcast too and you guys do a really cool thing of read play watch where yes. you talk about something you're reading a video game you're playing and something you're watching yeah and i notice a lot of your reads are usually batman adjacent yeah. at least so I was like, if we're going to do a Batman, we got to have Maddie here. It's like, just not possible to do it without. Yeah, I read a lot of Batman comics. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I get like something like 30 comics a month. <sighs> and between all that, more than half of them are Batman related. Or yeah. have some have a Bat family or Joker or something. So I read a lot of Batman. Okay. So we also, you know, there's like 18 Batman movies. Like, which one <laughs> were we going to do? And it was like, do we want to do one that is just automatically holds up like batman 89 or any like the dark knight trilogy so i left it up to you and i was like listen we're gonna do one that is like so so it's either batman forever or batman and robin yeah like the ones people look at and go "Hmm, either you love it or you hate it exactly Yeah, yeah absolutely so you ended up picking batman forever yes why i think that batman and robin is getting a definite this does not hold up Versus I think that after listening, people will might, once they hear our opinions, they might say something like, man, they did make some good points. Maybe this movie is a little bit better than I remember. Let yeah. me go back and watch it again. Okay. Those are some fighting words. I absolutely love Batman and, or, uh, yeah, Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. Oh. Okay, listen. Uh, I mean, ice to meet you. Everyone's got their own hot takes. <laughs> quick, side, quick side tangent for Batman and Robin, though. What's your favorite part about it? Because mine is obviously Arnold Schwarzenegger is Mr. Freeze. Oh, All the ice puns, ice puns are just so good. The puns are great. I mean, if there's anybody who's going to give a great pun, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. From any movie he's in, you I know, mean, stick around and all the bison and uh, and the commando movies and true yes. lies. Like he, Terminator, <laughs> Asta La Vista Baby, like the best. I'll be back. But I've had to say the best thing about Batman and Robin, man. Alicia Silverstone is Batgirl no <laughs> the suits i mean Clooney isn't an awful bruce wayne because he's bruce wayne in real life <laughs> yeah that's probably the best okay thing. emily what do you got you said you you like that movie what's yeah. your favorite part about it robin 
Robin, okay. The, yeah, I the, mean, Chris O'Donnell's pretty cool. We're going <laughs> to talk about him in this, I too, because this is where we get him. This is his intro. Uh, so this movie came out in 1995, June 16th, 1995, Batman Forever, starring Val Kilmer as Batman, his first and only time playing the, the Caped Crusader. You showed us, before we started this, yeah. your movie ticket of seeing this movie in theaters. Yeah. Do you remember it? Do you remember do. what you thought and like how you felt watching it? Oh, yeah. Right. So my first impression of this movie was, so it came out, like you said, 1995, June. So I was four years old when I saw this in theaters. I was almost going to be five. I was four years old when I saw this in theaters, and I went with my dad and my brother, and I'm, I'm stoked. You know, I'm a big fan of Batman at that point in my life, and seeing Batman forever in theaters was the first one that I was able to see in theaters. Cause Batman returns, I was way too little. Mm. So Batman forever was the first one I could see in theaters. And I'm like, this is fantastic. Walking out of that theater thinking, wow, what a masterpiece this was not knowing <laughs> that in 25, 30 years, however many years it was when you get Batman begins and all these fantastic comic book films yeah. that it's probably going to fall to the wayward sides. Like it does, but like I said earlier, this might be an episode that people are going to enjoy because they're going to listen to it and say, man, I need to go back and watch that because they did break up some good points of some things that make it great. Yeah. Crazy. Okay, so you brought up like the Batman Begins and stuff. Mm -hmm. Crazy to think it was only a decade after this movie. Batman Begins came out in 2005. Oh, 2005, yeah. And this came out in 95, only 10 years later. Damn. It completely crazy. changed everything. Yeah. <laughs> Emily, do you, I, you didn't see this in theaters, did you? No. Of course you didn't. Why am I, I mean, asking? I mean, I was three. Uh, two. two. I was two. Yeah, you were two. Okay, so I'm the oldest one at the table, apparently. <laughs> God damn it. So you saw it in theaters. I did. Okay. Um, I don't remember, though. No? I, okay. I, I wasn't the biggest Batman fan growing up. Like, Spider-Man, yeah. Uh, Spider-Man all the way. And Marvel. <laughs> Marvel was my guy. Okay. Uh, just everything in there. But I do, I watched the Batman cartoon. Mm -hmm. Batman, the animated, animated series. series. The best superhero cartoon on the planet which is hard for me to say because two years later we had spider-man the animated series yeah. and i love that one too but batman by far so good so when it was all like this neon and this weird stuff like it threw me off yeah. i was like no no no, where's the cartoon and i think that's what kind of made me not love this movie and i was like it's a little too ridiculous but i'm the biggest jim carrey fan mm -hmm. i tell people all the yes. time yes I, I work in film. I've worked on stuff that cost $100 million to make. I've worked on stuff that cost $100,000 to make. I've met numerous people. And I'm just like, I don't care. I don't care who you are. Oh, cool. Orlando Bloom, what's up? You want to go get a beer? I don't care. Leave me alone. But Jim Carrey, I would piss. <laughs> I would wet myself like a two-year-old child <laughs> meeting him. That's how much I love him. So like him being in this was the only thing I focused on. Okay. I was like, he's in it. I gotta watch it. What movie would you say got you started in Jim Carrey? What made you fall in love with him? The Mask. The Mask? The really? Mask. Okay. Yeah. I am not a big fan of The Mask. You're an idiot. So <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Maybe it could be when I watched it when I was younger and I was just like, oh, this is just too much. Yeah. I, that could be. Yeah. Or the I, crazy faces he made. I've literally creepy. seen every single movie, like the Earth Girl. Earth Girls are easy uh -huh. from the 80s. Fantastic. Like Once Bitten. Once Bitten? Oh. Uh -huh underrated gem guys underrated Absolutely. gem. we're gonna cover that at some point <laughs> oh great so good we're just gonna do a jim carrey month uh, <laughs> so yeah just biggest fan so having him in it that's the only thing i really remember from watching it in theaters but i've seen it since and the crazy thing is i like it more now than i did then does that mean it holds up i don't know how many times did you watch it for this podcast once just for the just podcast. once yeah you guys just watch it once mm -hmm. okay yeah. i try i try not two to and watch and a half it times. more than once 
for the podcast because okay. I don't want to get like my initial thoughts skewed. Ah. I kind of want to go in, watch it. Here's my thoughts. Does it hold up? Okay. I feel like if I watch it more than once, there's more stuff I'm going to notice and pick apart or more stuff that I'm going to be like, oh my God, that's so good. Or I just want my initial thoughts. Okay. So I know I, I would find myself zoning if I watched it again so soon. I had it on in the background in my car when I was driving to work, so it may not be the safest thing in the world. I was going to say, we don't condone that. <laughs> don't, don't do this, but I had it on, and I just had it on the, by the odometer, and I was just like gleaming down, watching oh, it God. while I was driving, and I picked up on some things that I, I missed mean, on my second initial watch. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to get into it. Uh, but first up, guys, you know what we always do. It is critic stuff, and our guy, Raj, Mr. Ebert. Roger. Mm. Roger. The Raj. The Raj. <laughs> he always has something fun to say about movies. And Emily, yeah. what do we got? So Roger Ebert gave it two and a half stars. Idiot. Wow. I, <laughs> I knew I'm this made you guys. so mad because it's the same thing they gave it for Spider-Man. Yeah. He gave two and a half stars for Tobey Maguire's first outing as Spider-Man. And he's given two and a half stars for Batman Forever. Uh, unacceptable. <laughs> <laughs> anyway continue okay and the quote i got from him is i like the look of the movie and schumacher's general irreverence toward the material but the great batman movie still remains to be made here's the most complex and intriguing of classic comic superheroes inhabiting the most visually interesting world but somehow a story hasn't been found to do him justice a story with a beginning a middle and an end and a batman at its center who emerges as more than a collection of costumes and postures that's, yeah that's a critique i guess yeah i mean that's... <laughs> i mean i actually really agreed with it i thought that was very eloquently said of like um we, they, they hadn't gotten him quite right yet i don't know if they've still gotten him quite right any thoughts have they gotten him right yet oh In all these man there's so many appearances <laughs> uh... in movies i think they have caveat that. accumulatively i definitely think they have gotten him right but i think has anyone gotten him right as they progress i feel like batman wise closer yeah they've gotten closer pattinson did a great job uh the the that portrayal of batman was really cool especially in early batman oh yeah um you know obviously nolan's films are highly praised i do enjoy them as well i just don't feel like they it's... ever get both right yeah. They don't get yeah, Bruce they, no, Wayne they don't. and Batman in the same movie. It's always one or the other. It is. We'll see what Matt Reeves can do with the Batman 2 yeah, coming out. Because I need more year. Bruce. Yeah. Sorry, I, I get it. Batman's yeah. who we're there for, but Bruce is integral to Batman's whole thing. Absolutely. We need him. Absolutely. All right. Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So we always talk about Ebert because he's like the most famous critic of all time. And he's and normally we, there when they came out. Yes. And he was normally there when, when he came out. Obviously, if we ever do anything past 2013, we're never going to have his... Or earlier, like Casablanca, where yeah, he had just obviously. been born. <laughs> yeah. But he actually he went and covered it. At least. Yes, he did. But we always do the Rotten Tomato critics, too, because that's more modern stuff. Mm -hmm. That's critics who watched it for the first time like five years ago, and they go throw their stuff up. Yeah. So it's interesting to see what they have to say. Yeah, the Rotten Tomato critics have it at a 39%. <laughs> okay. On 69 reviews. Oh, that's kind of low. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> nice. But also kind of low. Yeah. I don't really... I expected a little bit more, but I think people didn't like it 
and then we're just like i'm not gonna watch it again to review it yeah, yeah. why even waste their time reviewing it but and honestly and in all honesty they probably should yeah right that's your like that's your job even if it's a bad movie i review it oh yeah, yeah. absolutely i love bad movies yeah. oh yeah huge fan uh well, audience score what did they say though the Rotten Tomato audience was around the same range of 32%. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All so right. We're climbing a huge uphill uphill battle here. If you like this movie, it's okay. We're going to have to really convince you that it's good. Although I did grab the cinema score for this one. Okay. And it was at a A-. minus. So people okay. were pretty okay with it at the time. It was what they saw on the tin. Do you remember anything about like the hype around this movie when it came out? Because I do. I don't. Uh, okay. Being four, I didn't remember too much of everything that was going on around. I just know that I loved it. That's <laughs> <laughs> fair. Um, it was crazy when it first came out. Like, we were coming off the Burton Batmans, which were too dark. Yes. And I don't know, I'm sure you've probably heard since the whole controversy with McDonald's and why they made this movie instead of a third Burton movie. I feel like I vaguely do, but okay. refresh my mind. So, McDonald's put toys of Batman 89 into their Happy Meals mm -hmm. and they had a deal to do it with Batman Returns. And when that movie came out, they were putting ducks, they were putting penguin stuff, everything was in these Happy Meals. And then the movie was so grotesque and dark and bad, McDonald's didn't want to associate with it anymore. But they were signed on to put toys out for another Batman movie. And McDonald's hmm. went to Warner Brothers and basically said, Burton cannot direct this next movie. It needs wow. to be more for kids that we can market in our toys. If you don't do it, we will pull all, everything we're giving you out. We'll just, we'll drop, Shame. we'll drop you. Shame on them. And so McDonald's kind of forced their hand and that's why we got this movie instead of a third Burton. Wow. I, didn't I know mean, that. Burton still got to hold on to uh, producing of this yeah. one. Yeah, he still, but he didn't do anything. He just put his name on it. <laughs> but yeah, that's crazy because they couldn't make it family friendly. And I have all those toys too. Yeah. <laughs> which is crazy. I, I don't think kids actually cared at the time, but McDonald's had an image. They didn't like, want to oh, get man, rid of This Catwoman one has the tail that moves side to side. Yeah. And the Penguin one has an umbrella that swirls. Yeah. They were cool toys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thanks, McDonald's. Yeah. You, you gave us Schumacher, Batman. Thanks. I'm only getting one chicken, McChicken, next time I come in. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> um, all right. So next up, we always like to take a look at the box office because I think it shows a good sense of like, did people actually really enjoy the movie at the time? How much did it make? I don't remember what your ticket said. $4.50. Okay. And you grew up right outside Chicago, right? Yes. In this area. Okay. So a little bit higher because you're in a more populous area. Across the nation, tickets were only $4.35 on average. Okay. Close. In 1995. The budget for this movie was roughly $100 million. Domestically, it made up $184,031,112. Internationally, another $152.5 million. For a total of $336.5 million worldwide. That's, there's movies now that don't make that. A lot of make movies. That. And it's like ticket prices are double now. Yeah. I'm interested to hear this inflation though. Yeah. So the inflation isn't actually that crazy, uh, but it goes up by 200 million. The adjusted total is $387,946,038. Isn't In that crazy? Only 200 million. <laughs> right, but it, yeah. <laughs> only that's it. like that doesn't sound like that high of a number for a domestic total but in 2022 it would have fallen into the fifth spot wow number four would have been dr strange in the multiverse of madness at 411 million 
And number six, which is the one that would have got pushed out of number five, out of the top five, was Jurassic World Dominion with only $377 million. Wow. Okay. Nice. So I think about that, though, because, like, Dominion, Doctor Strange fell just shy of $1 billion worldwide. Yeah. It was, like, $980 million or something like that. Dominion went to, like, $1 billion, $100 million, $1.1. So imagine Batman. Just domestically, it would have came there. Internationally, it almost made the same amount of money. Wow. So it could have done a billion dollars in 2022. Yeah. I, I, I don't get it. How do you not get it? It's Batman. I know, but the, the <laughs> way people talk about this movie, you would have never thought it'd make that much money. Yeah. Well, I would have thought the same it's thing. It's got very Multiverse 90s vibes, so. It does have mad does. 90s vibes. It does. Um, all right. Next up, you know what we do. Talk time. It's it. It's what's good, what's bad. Let's talk through this movie. Let's hash some stuff out and help lead towards our decisions on if this movie holds up. Yeah. Now so, let's start with the whole 90s vibes of the opening credits. Oh, God. Those are some extreme credits right there. The first thing that came to mind is that I love the score of this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The score is really good because you're coming off of Danny Elfman, Danny Elfman's version during you know batman and batman returns which is a fantastic score so you're like man you're getting rid of that and you're putting this in there and the brand new score that he does is actually good and it's something that i looked over until i watched it for this recent watch so elliot goldenthal and he did the score for interview with a vampire he did Ooh. michael collins which Ooh, I haven't seen that. That's a good movie. He did Frida as well. Those were all Academy nominated scores. Yeah. So the dude knows his stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he did this one and it's it's better than I I remembered. I mean, I have that theme stuck in my head right now. Yeah. So yeah, he for being a 90s movie, he didn't go with the typical like either electronic music, dance music or like heavy metal. Because I know around 95, you got like the crow and stuff like that, where it was just like, put nine inch nails in everything. <laughs> yeah. And he didn't go with that. He kind of found a nice balance of sounds. It definitely holds up a lot better than a lot of movies in the 90s when it yeah. comes to music. I'd put it on. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I've listened to it over and over the past four days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's cool to me about the opening, I love just the gearing up. The gearing up is just Seriously. fun. Oh, the suit up montage. Yeah. I, I, yeah. it made me right want all of those, all of those gadgets right away. It, I was it just like, yes, made me want give me those toys. To look like that in a rubber suit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if it's a rubber suit, anyone can look yeah. like that. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> I want just, one. Yeah, it was just cool. Like, I'm like, what a great introduction of like, you immediately know this is a different Batman than the ones we already had. Mm -hmm. 89 and 92. This is a completely different one. He's gearing up, which we never saw before. And then you get this like brighter-ish bat cave with like neon glowy LED lights everywhere. And then the brand new Batmobile is immediately shown as well. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I know what I'm in for. It does like a it does like a zoom in on it, and then it's it's revealed of this is the new suit. This is the bat nips revealed for the very <laughs> first time. They ruined this whole cool montage by showing us the bat nips, which, oh, yeah. which did you know the story of why they did that? No. So I looked this up this week and apparently Val Kilmer had a say in this. And he said that in Roman times, when you saw people wearing Roman suits, they always had nipples on them. So he thought that it would be cool to put the oh, nipples yeah. on this because it's a suit of armor. And I was like, I get what you're doing. I get it. <laughs> But it was not necessary for the bat suit, man. Leave it, leave it be. And I thought 
that Clooney was the first one that had the bat nips. I did too. Way more pronounced. I literally had to show her pictures of it because I was like, "Here's his tiny bat nips. Here's Clooney's (laughs) gigantic bat nips." Comparing bat nipples, (laughs) they stand out so much on Clooney, though it's unbelievable. Uh, They're more defined too. That's funny though, because you know people have always blamed Schumacher for the bat nips. Like it was his idea. So to find out, like, no, maybe Kilmer came in was like, "Let's change this." That's cool. It was, hey, so that's why we can't have it. nice things, Val Kilmer. Yeah. Damn you, Val Kilmer. Too bad you're awesome. Yep. Um, then, so here's my first down right away. First okay, down. Okay. First down. We get right into Two-Face. Like, Batman literally leaves the cave to go fight Two-Face. Yeah. And it's like, what the f- I Where's actually, like the setup? I actually really enjoyed that. Oh. I really enjoyed that it got right into the action. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm torn on this. I don't know what to what to like on this. Like getting I into the agree. action is fine, but like we didn't get Two Face in the first two movies. Mm-hmm. We got Harvey Dent, but like, and I know we flashback later to how he becomes Two Face, but like to just jump into it and be like, here's a brand new character for people who don't know Batman. That's hard. That's hard to do. I mean, I think they set him up well enough that you kind of got what he his whole shtick was in that moment of like i'm gonna flip a coin and all that stuff so i don't think his his isn't this story yeah but when you're tommy lee jones like oscar nominated tommy lee jones and you don't give him a chance to play harvey dent mm-hmm. he immediately is two-faced i feel like you're losing the potential there I think that in a series that hasn't done a backstory on anyone, because they never, at this point, we hadn't gotten a backstory of Batman. We don't know how Batman became Batman. We don't know how Alfred got to be with the Waynes. That's fair. We don't get an introduction to any character in this series up until Christopher Nolan does it in Batman Begins in 2005. So I'll give him the pass I mean, We on got this. Jokers in 89. I guess we did, yeah. We got Catwomans in 92. And that we got we, penguins and Riddlers. I sit correct in this one. <laughs> I'm not trying to correct. <laughs> no, I'm not trying correct to correct this you. is one of the things that Ebert was saying in his review a lot is that we haven't had a Batman movie. We've had the villains movie. Yeah. So I feel like this is more the Riddlers movie. We get his whole up. His whole shtick. Yeah. His, everything. everything to make him the Riddler. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. It makes sense. They didn't but, have enough time. No, that's exactly it. For but the fact that this is a two-hour movie and they didn't have enough yeah, time, it was is, longer than I remember. Yeah, well, it's because they shoot something in that we're going to talk about later. <laughs> can't wait. Mm-hmm. Okay, I can't wait. Um, so, but it is a cool action set piece up front. I it, like the safe swinging back in. It is. Pretty <laughs> it's all practical, and it's just like this big safe, and he catches it with his what is it, like bat? It's like a battering bat type rope. thing. Yeah. <laughs> And, he, and it swings back in, and I'm like, that looks so cool. I'm so glad. Like, now modern movies, you're going to CGI the crap out of that. And, like, it'll probably still look cool, but it'll look a little flat. So to know it's practical, and they actually built, like, a giant fake safe to swing in, like, yeah, p- power to you guys. That was, That's one thing I really like about this movie, is all the practicality. They did do a lot of practical effects, it seemed like. The Batmobile, practical driving around, up the wall, they actually did it. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, okay. The fire's all real, like, some of the explosion stuff. Like, it's all cool. I love that. Yeah. Give me that realism. In that in that scene as well, they had everything that was on the helicopter. It, was, it all looked practical, like yeah. the cape on the windshield and everything that was going on. Yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. This leads to a knit, though. Oh, God. Let's hear it. Batman got so lucky figuring out the exact amount of trajectory <laughs> to get that safe back in. Also, to know that his grappling hook would hold that weight like that's a heavy safe no batman 
Batman doesn't get lucky. Batman, he's. he's I'm just Batman. saying. That was also just the footage played in reverse to put it back in. So. <laughs> <laughs> he just reversed time. It's all good. Yeah. Um, he's one not thing Superman. I have an issue with is and you get a lot in this Wait, is it is it right here yeah front? Okay. yeah you get a lot in this opening uh bit is the action is super tight all the time and a lot of dutch angles so it's just really hard to like understand what's happening at any given moment because you are doing so much with your camera this this opening scene is crazy because like yeah it's good it's <laughs> as good. you shake your head <laughs> it's good because yes it goes right off the bat the pacing just gets right into the action you don't get an introduction to these characters you also get the one of the biggest over actors where he's like oh my god it's boiling acid <laughs> i we know dude calm down <laughs> batman's there we know if i had an award for over best over actor he was going to be my one yeah he's, he's <laughs> he made the most there. of his on-screen performance and we then remember i remember him and then i believe oh, yeah. right before he goes into all the action of that does he does he go to Gotham City first and talk to the commissioner and Chase Meridian before that part? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so this is the introduction to a new character, Chase Meridian. Who doesn't exist in the comics. No. That's she a, ever? She, she does later on. Okay. She, she is in the new series <laughs> that is around right now. And, oh, man. <laughs> Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman in this, in this is just awful. Yep. What? I mean she's so i mean bad. she's she's good and bad all at the same time she's hold, hold too, on, I gotta hear she this. is too too playful and too promiscuous with this like i get oh. it everybody wants to bang batman but this she is too, <laughs> she's in front of the commissioner doing this he should have been like uh this is police business get out of here dr meridian are you are you kidding me no you know even. gordon was probably thinking oh, i wish i could do the same thing <laughs> he's living vicariously <laughs> through them um she, yeah it, it, okay but admit she's hot no not what? even not even what? when i was four years old i was like man do i want that no it was just never... i would hope not at four years old uh, <laughs> this is not the movie that i found out that things worked below the belt <laughs> so it did not do it for me ever. Uh, see no so nicole kidman is one of my favorite actresses of all time um, you just like her in the amc opening i, I love the amc <laughs> opening it's like my favorite you thing you can say it word for uh, word I, I sat next to him in 65 <laughs> yeah uh, no, I, yeah, she's great. But I've loved her in everything and like her showing up here. So I get the whole like she's way too playful and promiscuous. Mm -hmm. But to me, it works because she's trying to get into the head of Batman and what way to do that. She's going to use her sexuality to get what she wants. That's what I got. From I get it that. Anyway. She just does nothing for the story. If she was cut out from this movie completely, it wouldn't make a difference. And actually, the only difference it would make is that it would cut out probably 20 minutes of this movie, was, which is definitely necessary. Yeah. That's exactly where I was going to cut that, uh, cut the story to get Two-Face's yeah. backstory. Yeah. Was all the Chase Meridian stuff? Yes. Everything. My big problem with Chase Meridian is I had to ask when Harley Quinn came in, came to me because hmm. she gives me real Harley Quinn vibes of the psychiatrist who's just really into the crazies. I can see that. Harley Quinn came in in the, in the animated series because people liked her. So she mm -hmm. was around for the 90s. 1992, she made her appearance in the first season in 1992. Yes. So it's very possible they based Chase a little off of her, just Chase. not using that name. Yeah. And not as Psycho, because she yeah, fell for yeah. a different crazy. Thank, thank God they didn't soil the... Not that I'm a big Harley Quinn fan, but I'm glad they didn't soil it with Nicole Kidman. Yeah, I mean, you would have liked it, I guess, but <laughs> not me, man. No, I can I can admit I, I wouldn't have liked that at all. Uh I, I don't know. I, let's just talk 
real quick about her character some more because she is a psychologist mm-hmm. who's trying to figure out the Batman, but she also gets connected with Bruce Wayne and does figure out by the end of the movie that, well, she doesn't figure it out, I guess it's just kind of thrown in her face that Bruce and Batman are the same person. Oh, she fig- she figures it out like all good women do by being kissed by both yep oh dude the same they, you're doing two episodes in a row where they yep. find out yeah, oh my kiss. gosh it's a kiss and oh it's always God. a subtle like hand to the lips like <laughs> yeah i yeah. know those lips yeah um but what i like is she she has her own power in this like i know you said you don't like the promiscuity and the playfulness and stuff but mm-hmm. like she she rattles batman when they're together on the roof and she's like yeah. scantily clad, he is rattled. Do you know how often you see Batman like that? The bat I mean, signal's not a beeper. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? This is for emergencies. I'm doing things. I'm talking to Edward Nigma in his office yeah. right now, and I see the bat signal. I'm like, man, I gotta go. It's an emergency. No, you just wanted to No, it's just well, it hello. A, it was <laughs> a sexual emergency. For listeners, I just push my boobs together. So yeah. that's what she wanted. That's what she, oh, all yeah. she did. But she but, also rattles Bruce Wayne. Exactly. That's she does. so. That's what I like about her. They didn't just make her like you're in the movie so that the Riddler and Two Face can kidnap you and Batman has to save you. Mm-hmm. Like she has her own thing going on, which is very rare for a comic book. Them. Pot. I was gonna say like I can't. Because <laughs> she gets into Bruce's head. She gets into Batman's head. Like she has power over them so as much as like you don't like her i think we can't get rid of her completely i think we could have shrunk her role given her like a few mm-hmm. major clips and then moved on yeah possibly nicole kidman probably had something in her contract that said i need at least this amount of screen time at that yeah. time so uh, i'm probably... sure they were just trying to throw in the love story i mean they had, she had enough power to throw in the kickboxing scene <laughs> I was gonna yeah. say, that was so, one thing i absolutely goodness. loved about this character was she wasn't a damsel in distress yeah she never was until like the very end because you know she was trapped but so was robin so but as, as you pointed <laughs> out a robin's well. a damsel as well yeah. Yeah. Oh, so it kind of works <laughs> so that's why like i like her character I, I don't i'm not like in love with it where it's like we couldn't have done it better but if i had to take her over uh um, some two-faced story no i would, I would definitely like some two-faced story <laughs> okay. uh but like from 89 was that vicky vale in 89 vicky vale was kim basinger and then uh michelle pfeiffer, pfeiffer was, was catwoman, catwoman. catwoman is fine because she becomes a villain but like vicky vale in 89 i felt was superfluous to the story no she, she didn't do anything yeah <laughs> so at least <laughs> i feel like chase did more than she did not by much but more batman 89 is a long run time too though it yeah. probably could have it probably could have had some cuts in it yeah absolutely um okay two-face so he goes he fights two-face blah 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 tommy lee jones what the is he doing in this movie oh my god this is one of my favorite performances of his because of how crazy he is this is like one of the first times i've ever seen him in a movie okay, but, but here, here 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 yeah and, and maddie you'll be able to answer this really well too okay tommy lee jones does not play two-face no i don't know who the hell he's playing but it is not two-face i don't know in a way especially movie wise we do who we do hot takes right now or yeah is that, just, yeah, yeah. If this is where... you got it. okay hot take Tommy Lee Jones did better than Aaron Eckhart as Two-Face. Aaron Eckhart doesn't showcase Two-Face well enough versus Tommy Lee Jones has conversations with himself. He refers to himself as we, like we don't like that. We're going to do this. So I think Tommy Lee Jones actually did a better job than Aaron Eckhart. Come come fight me if you guys want to. That's cool (laughs) with me. Um, But no. You can find him at the Matman on Twitter. (laughs) The Matman 22, yeah. Come (laughs) at me, man. 
Um, no, he, he, I thought he did a good job. And you would say Academy nominated. No, this was Academy a winner. He won for the fugitive. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so he, he did. At, at this right. point he had, he's already won. And I agree with the, with your point of what the hell is he doing in this movie? <laughs> well, but I mean, he owned it, man. He did a good job. No. He did what he was told. Yes. I mean, the whole thing about that was he got annoyed that they kept trying to make him be like Jim Carrey. So he no, decided no, no. they didn't try to make him. Jim Carrey was getting all the praise. So, okay. Oh, so okay. here's, here's the backstory <laughs> on that. Jim Carrey was getting a lot of praise because of his manicness and how it brought the character to life. So Tommy Lee decided he was going to bring a little bit of that manicness to his character. But when he did, Carrey brought it more. And so it almost became a competition on set of who mm. could get crazier. And that's when you get this Two-Face who is a fucking clown. Yeah. Who doesn't, he's not intimidating at all. He's a joke of a character to me in this. I mean. Did Tommy Lee Jones do it really well? Absolutely. But the character's a joke. I mean, to be fair, it feels like he's more of a henchman to Riddler. Come middle middle movie, he's a henchman. Yeah, I think it definitely switches gears. Like, because especially in the, it's it's a scene... I feel like we're going to be jumping around a lot of scenes. It's okay. It's okay. okay. Yeah, it's fine. If you haven't seen the movie at this point, that's your fault that we're feeling <laughs> going out of order. But there's a scene where he, it's very funny because he's like, oh, Two-Face, show me how to punch a guy. Yeah. And this seems to be where the gears switch. Immediate. Because he, Two-Face at this point has taken him under his wing and like to show him the bad side of Gotham. And he does that. And it gets to a point where Riddler comes up with the upper hand and he's like, Okay, now we're doing my plans. We're doing all this for my good, not for your good, Two-Face. Two-Face. So, interesting watching it this time. I actually saw it as Riddler was pulling the strings the entire time. He knew exactly what he was doing the moment he walked, walked in the, on yeah. Two-Face. And he was... Uh, oh, he's in complete control. from Being a puppeteer one. the entire way. He's constantly stoking his ego when he needs to, to get his way. Yeah. So, I think he is the mastermind the entire time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's for what I'm sure. saying. Like, I can see that we needed more Two-Face, like his backstory and stuff, because he gets completely pushed aside the mm -hmm. minute Riddler shows up. And I just don't understand the character. I'm not the biggest Batman fan, but I do know Two-Face. And Two-Face is like, to me anyway, everything I've read in him, every time I've seen him in anything else, he's very intimidating. Mm -hmm. He's very like unnerving because one side is super calm and one side is like, we'll tear you apart like a piranha. Was this just a paycheck for Tommy Lee Jones then, do you oh, think? 100%. Okay. I, I have to think that. Like, it was more... All right, I got the awards, I got the accolades, I got all that, but you want to know what my, what's missing? A bigger bank account. Because you don't, he didn't get paid a lot for, like, The Fugitive, because mm -hmm. it had a small budget. Yeah. This one, $100 million budget, he's like, dude, I can easily walk away with, like, $8 million on this. Do it. Hell yeah. You don't think he just wanted to be crazy? Uh, in his later career, sure. I think in 95, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he was there yet. That's fair. I think he, he still was trying to chase those awards, but he had to pad the bank account a little bit before. He was just gearing up for Men in Black at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, I, I, you know what? That's a good point. Maybe he was like tipping, dipping his toe into like the more big budget stuff to kind of see what he thought. Mm -hmm. And then Men in Black came along and like, okay, Agent K in mm -hmm. Men in Black. That's more what I expect Two-Face to kind of be like. Like, the Harvey more, Dent like, side of it? Yeah, yeah. A little more grounded and intimidating with your presence more than because you're crazy. Mm -hmm. So I, I just missed it. I, I don't know. I just didn't understand this character. It really brought the whole movie down for me every time he was on screen. I was like, Tommy Lee Jones, you're one of my, my favorite actors. I can't. I can't with you in this. Valid points. Yeah. 
Um, all right. So next thing on my on my little list here is Neon Effing Gotham. Because this is where we so he's fought Two Face, everything. He's gonna go to the circus, and before like you get to see Gotham for the first time. And everything's just lit up in in bright colored paint. And it's complete departure from what came before. Yeah. What do you think about this neon Gotham? Well, <clears throat> I admire it and hate it all at the same time. So, like you, like we had stated before, you know, we're coming off of Batman '89, Tim Burton's image of Gotham, and Tim Burton has a very distinct image of everything that he does. <laughs> and his Gotham is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. It's gothic looking. It's dark. It's gloomy. It's what you'd think Gotham City looks like. This is not what you see Gotham City as. They have a Statue of Liberty for Gotham. Yeah, like you said. that was so weird. Wait, wait, wait. So yeah. I read, and maybe maybe you can confirm. Maybe you've read this or whatever. Okay. But he, that Gotham actually has one in the comic books. I don't remember seeing one, at least in the comics that I've read. Yeah. But Because I was looking this up because I was like, okay, what the actual hell? Like, why do they have the Statue <laughs> of Liberty? Apparently, Gotham replicated it in a smaller scale. And it is the Statue of Justice mm. in Gotham. Okay. That's, it's, it's like canon in the comics. That's a terrible thing to have in Gotham because I feel like justice is in short supply. Yeah, well, <laughs> Except for it, Batman. It definitely is. Yeah, I don't know why they just didn't make a giant Batman statue. But like <laughs> when we see the Statue of Liberty in this movie, I got so pissed. I was like, this is the dumbest <laughs> thing ever. So I had to look it up. And apparently they have one. Good. Yeah. I was like, all right, okay. well, I'll... I'll I'll forgive it a little bit. Hey, good for them. You need to put that over, lay that over this video when it yeah, when you do that. Absolutely. Um, but no, the Neon Gotham, what I like about the Neon Gotham is that throughout Batman comic history, there's different artists that take over different eras of Batman and different eras of Gotham. So we're basically seeing, you know, just like we saw Burton's Gotham, we're seeing Schumacher's Gotham, and this is his take on it. The problem with this is that where these should be differentiated between this is not a sequel because it's not a sequel what throws everybody off is that it's the same alfred it's the (laughs) same commissioner gordon Gordon. it's like if you guys would have just taken that out which is another hot take of mine is that alfred should have been recasted it shouldn't have been the same alfred while (laughs) no he's fantastic he's fantastic i love him but the problem is the problem is that it throws everybody off because you're watching. You're like, is this a sequel? Did, is he coming off of Keaton or is this something that's completely its own thing? Yeah. And it's its own thing, but it has actors that are the same. But so then you get Batman off. and Robin that has those same people, but a different Batman again. Yeah. And that's so... just Schumacher's thing. And that's a that's a recast. But versus that's a recast because apparently Schumacher hates Val Kilmer. Hates him. They fought constantly on set. Kilmer refused to work for him because Schumacher was a an idiot oh man those like, bat nips oh it was, oh. <laughs> they were that, was that was this final straw but, like yeah. they apparently argued on set constantly and wouldn't talk to each other unless it was like the cameras were about to roll oh okay they hated each other and so schumacher going into batman and robin was like absolutely not we won't even invite kilmer back mm. give it to somebody else yeah she's crazy that's mm-hmm. my take on the on the neon yeah. gotham city though i mean did, did you as somebody who was watching it from not a fan of batman really how was it for you was it a, i mean that's did you think it was these cool? were the first batmans that i got into i think i watched these before i watched even like 89 in that oh, okay so that's just how i thought gotham was supposed to look ah. but now looking at it now i'm i'm like 
this is very 90s <laughs> oh my god flashbacks but did you like it though yeah at the time i know oh, at yeah. the time i loved it i, I actually was like, Whoa, i had this. it as a question of mine of is this the most stylized gotham Ooh. Uh, what do you mean stylized though because like that can mean anything a gothic style is could be over so like the newer batmans are all like very realistic of like <laughs> shitty <laughs> of being Crappy. like it's shot in new york or shot in chicago being yeah. like those are very normal like looking buildings just chicago yeah they're like hey look it's gotham and it's like no that's chicago and here's one bridge that doesn't exist in chicago so we can say it's not chicago yeah yeah so i i just i always see this one and then the next one that batman robin being like those are some of the most stylized like this is very unique to just this gotham i I guess so i'm with that i'm with that because like you just you were pointing out and then you just added in kicking it from an artist to an artist you know you get constantly new stuff in the comics and this artist came in and was like you want to know what let's go for it let's just go big yeah throw colors everywhere let's change it up although it makes me question is there enough darkness for batman to actually do his work <laughs> well it would, there are it no would, shadows it would it. help yeah. if we saw batman doing a lot of work in this movie <laughs> which we don't although a lot of. he's seen enough that he is more feared by just general people that's because you just see him and it's like oh it's batman oh no yeah everyone's excited when he comes out Batman! Batman! Oh, wait, I should be running. I remember that guy. I can't remember that guy. There's so many of them in this movie. She literally was asking me, she was like, can we just make like a new overacting award? And I was like, there's so many. It's the day of filming. I can't throw a new (laughs) award on. The problem with this movie is that we'd all have the same person, so it doesn't really go. I mean, yeah, she had the bank guy with a, where are my glasses? It's a trap. Although, Ted, going back a little bit, is that, does that rival the, it's a trap from Star Wars? No, it, it, Star Wars, it's a trap. will always be better. Okay. Yeah. It's iconic. That's fair. I had to ask. <laughs> so, all right. So, Chase Meridian and Bruce go to uh, the circus. Oh, no, no. We got to talk about Enigma first. Because Bruce goes to Edward Enigma, who has a new invention that can tap into people's brains and shoot images into their head. And let's all just, just face it's a blender i was gonna say the technology Sorry, just looks ridiculous language, guys i had to just say it right there it's a effing blender yeah blender with like, wings with wings yep <laughs> you know like when you put spoiler on like a really shitty car yes like that's what this was it was blender with a spoiler with like, uh, with apparently diamonds in it they they pimped his blender but yeah, like you had to put diamonds in every single box that went on people's tvs too i don't know man it was, like that's so it many was, diamonds like you're you could just be rich but he goes and tells bruce like his idea of like oh i can pump images in people's head and bruce is like cool well we need like six more months of research you need to write up a whole report and let's have a thing and he's like no i need an answer now that's not gonna work for me <laughs> oh yeah that was <sighs> yeah and he's like i need an answer now what dude you work for this yeah. man the answer is no the answer so, is no yeah. and do the research do the work and this like, is my biggest problem with the Riddler is, well, Nigma is that he goes so hard right away. There's almost no difference between him and the Riddler. So it's almost like he doesn't become unhinged. He was just always unhinged. I literally, one of my And notes, I wish there was more of a separation yeah, there. One of my notes literally is just the words, Enigma immediately a killer. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. Yeah. It's, there is no Edward, Nigma and Riddler. It's mm-hmm. one person. Yeah. One wears a costume, one doesn't, but there's no difference. One of the questions I had, too, is how the hell does nobody know that Edward Nigma is the Riddler? 
Yeah. I think it's so apparent. Everything is green that he does. <laughs> he's it, even for even for as long as it takes Bruce Wayne to understand that it, it's like <laughs> it's like you walked into his party, his soiree, and you do this thing that goes into your head and it shows the bad and that whole scene. But I'm like, how does he not know that Edward is this, yeah. is this guy yet? Yeah. It blows my mind. I mean, it's the same thing as nobody knows who Batman is. I mean, and it's he, like, who's the only rich dude in the city who could do this? But you know? he, he does have a good uh, physical change going from Nygma to Riddler. He, does, he, he changes has like a hunch and he, he stands up straighter as, mm-hmm. as Riddler. He had he, glasses. He had long he does hair. Superman thing. That would make me very suspicious of him, though. I'm like, why does this guy's look keep changing? He's definitely <laughs> the guy who's changing into the Riddler. Well, you got you to gotta appreciate. Okay, so let's just jump ahead a little bit. But you got to appreciate that the Riddler totally tries to just be Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Yeah. He starts wearing the same he, he suit. Call, he's calling him out. The same glasses. The mole line gets me every time. <laughs> oh, yes. How's my mole? That was good. This is the first time I've ever actually understood that line. <laughs> yeah. That was a great uh, line. you know, Kilmer's got a mole right there yeah. in real life. So he puts it there. Like, he's trying to be. And then, I know you're going to bring it up, but the whole, the glasses. Yeah. When they're talking to each other. And Bruce takes his puts his glasses on to say a line, so Nigma does it. And then Bruce takes his glasses off to say another line. Nigma does it. Yeah, like he's totally trying to be Bruce. It must have and been I a fun love scene. It. Must have mm-hmm. been a fun scene to direct. Oh, I'm sure. Or, or not just to direct, but for just like Carrie, Carrie to do. do. Like yeah. yeah, let him let him do his thing. And yeah, Drew Barrymore is also in the scene. Drew Barrymore is in this movie. Yeah, I she did not realize that. Blew my mind. Blew she, my mind. She's Sugar, who was apparently originally named Lace. Okay. So two two faces hench women were are sugar and spice, their actual names. Uh-huh. But in the original script, until of course McDonald's and the studio heads got together and said, No, absolutely not, <laughs> they were gonna be called leather and lace. Okay. And they thought that was a little too risque. So they changed yeah. it to sugar and spice, because that's what all girls are made of. Sugar and spice and everything nice. See, she must have been just doing small roles, but at this point I think she was already filmed or must have been coming off of scream scream was the time. next year okay. 1996 so she was just doing small roles yeah i don't know after, after et i guess she was like a big child star and then she did this and then all of a sudden like she gets top billing a year later in scream even though yeah. she's in 10 minutes of it yeah best, so why did she take it, yeah. oh yeah <laughs> but why did she take this role like what a weird to have yeah. fun to yeah. say you were in a batman movie to say to be... i'm working with tommy lee jones that that's <laughs> i was tommy lee jones henchwoman yep. um so yeah, so Nigma, he's he's already creepy, and then he kills his boss. But okay, so this is a really cool part. So the way he like manipulates his boss, puts the helmet on. CGI looks terrible in this moment, but then he pushes him out the window, and then it shows his intelligence. That when they watch the clip the next day, he dubs the guy's voice in, makes it look like he's crying, makes it look like he jumped out the window. Like that's some skill right there. That's good. Yeah, he's also super crazy in this part too because when he rushes to his side it almost seems like he's upset he's like oh my god but he's which i don't know why he does it because it's not on camera unless it's to comfort the boss in his last moments before yeah. he, I, I, it was kind of weird that he does it you talk about right before he falls right before he oh, falls. that's just so he can get his helmet he runs okay. over and he's really upset. Yeah. And then he takes the helmet off. He's like, oh, I almost lost this. And then the dude <laughs> okay, just falls. This makes sense now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Seen him oh, right. I thought he was it. just playing with him at that point. No. Yeah. It's just he's upset. He almost lost his helmet. Like I said, he I'm almost w- lost the brain thingy. I've watched this like two or three times this week and I still haven't caught that. Can part, we so. talk about <laughs> that chair and the impossible wheels on it? <laughs> this was a nit of mine because those wheels have no friction to be pushed that hard, that far. 
Yeah. And break through a window. Every kid who saw this movie was like, I need those those wheels. Yeah. Could you imagine <laughs> what I could do? And then it always confused me how he just like manipulated the footage, but then it's like he fell with a chair. He was tied to a chair. Well, they never found the body. Yeah. They really? Said that it, they said that it washes up. They said that they'll never find the body you, because it's in the dam. Did you see the outside of the building? It's no. a dam. It's literally a dam just pushing water. That body oh. is long They gone. said they'll never okay, find it. Okay, that makes a lot more sense because I was like, um, he fell in a chair <laughs> that was tied up. Tied up in ropes, yeah. Uh, just saying. Yeah, they, they mentioned that they'll never okay. find the body. Yeah. I must have missed that like every time I've so, watched this but movie. But again, like you said earlier, it's it's Nygma's story for the most part for this movie. So it was a cool introduction. Yeah. I just wish it, we would have got more of like just regular nerdy Nygma mm-hmm. before he immediately went psychopath. Yeah. It's interesting because with Matt Reeves, the Batman... For people who haven't seen that, I'm going to spoil it. Yeah, uh, that Riddler is just as obsessed with Batman as this Riddler is obsessed mm-hmm. with Batman. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty pretty nice. Uh, like mirror, Completely mirror that different way of being obsessed. Yeah. But completely. Yeah. It's awesome. Then we go to the circus. Bruce and Chase go to the circus. Let, and... me, let me ask you, who gets dressed up to go to the circus? Like Rich people, dude. I told yeah, you. Was, I have never... Yeah, this wasn't like a regular day at the circus. This was like no. a fundraising event. Yeah. Like it was a big mm. thing. That's why mm-hmm. Two Face shows up to rob it because it's a it's a gala. If it's we, an event. If we ever go to a circus, I'm dressing up. So so Thanks. you could be like, okay, I guess I guess <laughs> I will wear my holiest jeans, like holy no, jean you're going, Batman. You're going ball no. gown. Yeah, you're going ball gown. Uh, going I to, do have a long dress that I've never gotten to wear. So <laughs> we're going yes, to prom absolutely. at the circus. Oh my god! Only if we Free take pace. those pictures. I'll wear a Dumb and Dumber suit. (laughs) (laughs) But we go and we see the Flying Graysons. And that's Dick Grayson, who's going to become Robin, played by Chris O'Donnell. And I like it. I I like the circus part. Wonderful scene. I absolutely love that they're in the classic Robin colors and almost outfit, basically. And you get to see them being heroes before he becomes an actual hero. Although they added a brother in, which I thought was weird. Yeah. Yeah, more I'm for not him sure to why lose. he needed a brother just for more so that when he when he's punching two face at the end he said for my mother my brother <laughs> my dad and this one's for me they just want one more punch yeah, I guess. yeah. <laughs> but it is it's a cool moment it's lifted literally right from the comics it's pretty cool that you know schumacher got one thing right uh, <laughs> well actually he got he got a, he got a lot right because unlike burton schumacher was a fan of the comics he had been reading batman comics long before he made these movies because i don't know if you knew Burton, when he directed the first Batman movie in 89, straight up told the studio, I don't know anything about Batman. <laughs> I did not I've know never that. read about I've never read the comics. I'm not going to read the comics. I'm just going to make the Batman I want to make. Wow. And that's and... how we got Batman who killed people. That's how we got <laughs> Batman who didn't really make a lot of sense sometimes. Yeah. And yet it's arguably everyone's favorite Batman film. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, crazy. But it... Schumacher was a fan and so clearly he understood Dick Grayson's story. But it's cool. Two-Face comes in, he's robbing everybody, and then he's going to blow stuff up. Dick's the only one who gets rid of the bomb, though, while the other family members are dying. Yeah. They were about, like, they were going up to help. He just took a different route. Yeah. And uh, their route, unfortunately, got uh, shot but, down. Yeah. My, yeah. So my knit in this one is that, so they, they show, at least the camera's view of Two-Face is of his good side. But there's still a whole crowd of people on his bad side. So until the camera reveals that it's Two-Face, that's when the whole crowd goes, oh, it's Two-Face. <laughs> it's like, no, everybody on that side of the theater knew that it was Two-Face. You guys, 
it was just a stupid nit of a reaction. I mean, to be fair, yeah. his outfit should give it right away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how much do you think those personalized suits cost? Oh, do you think he's always robbing people? <laughs> yes. He's got to get a new suit every time. His wardrobe is insane. And then my other nit for this scene is I hate when they show bombs in movies and they show beeping and the beeping matches up with the seconds. Yeah. And then so in your mind, you're like, OK, I'm counting down with it. And it's already at three by the time he rolls it down yeah. the street. And I'm like, okay, two, one. No, it's not blowing up yet. One. It, yeah, one. 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 And then it up. <laughs> I hate when they show bombs in movies and they don't match up. But I got to tell you, I absolutely love when they show a timer in a movie and then that amount of time happens in the movie oh, yeah. and then the bomb goes off. Oh, it's peak cinema for me. Like, it is. Do that every time. I love it. It's like, if you're going to show me the bomb and then show me the countdown, just just match it, it up. Just match it up. It's not that hard. Yeah. Dear it. Hollywood. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so then my first knit comes in here and it is Gordon then. So Grayson's family die. We cut to Bruce's house and Gordon is like, you have to take him in. He has no one. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you telling Bruce he has to take this kid in? Oh, Bruce like, had already said that he was willing to. Dude, Gordon literally tells him, you have to take him in. No, he has no one else. Whether Bruce has said, I'll take him yeah. or not, Gordon is, like, forcing this kid on him <laughs> in this moment. And, it, like, it's so, it's so weird. So it could be that um, he was underage, so he had to be with someone. But why Bruce? Because he had already said that he would do it. I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think there is a Because then scene... Dick goes, like, oh, well, now that he's gone, I can leave. So I think it was like a legal thing at that point. I think there is a scene just weird that he said it that way, but like you had said, Emily, I think there is a scene where Bruce says, "Oh, you know, I'll take him." Yeah, and then they do bring the commissioner does bring him there. Yeah, it, but like, it is just a really like, weird line. Listen, <laughs> I have told plenty of people I'm going to do stuff with no intention of actually doing it. I'm oh, sure I Bruce know. was just. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> no no i didn't actually mean that i'm yeah. sure bruce was just being nice and then gordon's like no no you're screwed now. so you so basically it was the lego batman's version yeah where he's like oh i said i was gonna do that but i didn't actually mean i was gonna take <laughs> in an orphan so uh so he takes in chris o'donnell's dick yeah that's <laughs> a weird that's a weird, weird. Yeah. <laughs> i heard it the minute i ended that um but then robin dick grayson is around the house stuff happens and we get the best scene ever <laughs> yeah probably your award-winning best scene ever not. of karate laundry ninja Kar yeah. laundry karate what? laundry is a scene i it's remember scene, lo right. i remember loving this scene and then it wasn't until i got older and watched it and i was like there is water freaking everywhere. That was my <laughs> thought for this one, too. I was just like, what are you doing? He's going to have to mop that up. Like, come he does, on. He does mop it up. A little bit, but he it does. gets on like everything else, oh, like yeah. the walls does, and like, stuff. weird like movements with the mop, too. Like, it's... What's funny is that Alfred's <laughs> in this room with him when he's doing it. I imagine Alfred just being the meme of Ben Affleck with a cigarette. Just <laughs> yeah. like, damn it. I got to clean all that up when he's done. Okay. You, why didn't you just let me do the laundry please but at the end of the day you all have to we all did it after we saw it in Tried. this movie we all went home and flipped socks around <laughs> oh no i i was always the person who like kamehameha my my clothes into the dryer you, like I, what 
You like Dragon, Dragon Ball. Ball Z. Comma, comma. Oh, what is going on right now? <laughs> I would say it wrong, but yeah. yeah I no, always did it like that. I did. I went home after this movie and I was like, I got to flip some socks around. I'm going to try to get him to land on this wire. Like, no. It was the dumbest thing. And then thing. Adam got his ass beat. Yeah, but then, but then you get a <laughs> shot. On. Then you got a shot of Alfred being like, "Oh, hmm." Like <laughs> I'm, lo- I'm looking at you to be his partner. You know, right after that, Alfred went and made the Robin suit. Oh, he yeah. started on it immediately. Yeah. I thought you were gonna go a different route with this. This would have been a great after credit scene if they did after credit scenes where Alfred's doing all of that with the laundry. <laughs> that would have been. Fantastic. He would too. <laughs> You'd be like, whoa, it worked for him. Let's try it out. Can we right after credit scene. take a moment to appreciate Alfred? Michael Goff? Oh, yeah. yeah. Just, oh. He is sassy and perfect. Has played I Alfred the most out of every character who's ever actor who's ever played Alfred. Four movies, Four right? Movies. That's, why I yeah. said, that's why I said no to recasting him. I'm sorry. He was worth the continuity issue. Yeah. Yeah, he's he, great. He was, he was great. Um, but then Dick finds the Batcave. Here's a question yeah. I have for this. Did alfred lead him to it on purpose because he yeah. made sure to know where dick Dude, we was already saw the laundry scene of course he did <laughs> well because there's one scene beforehand where he says hey you know all the all the doors in this place are never locked why is this the only locked door in this whole place and he's like well that's where master wayne keeps his ex-wives or something yeah, his like dead that. wives his dead wives yeah. yeah he's like no it's a silver closet yeah which and it actually is i remember thinking that scene was awesome as well when he's like where alfred goes Master Dick, just to know where he's at, and he sees mm-hmm. him at the third floor, and then he just does all of his flying Grayson tricks and yeah. flips to get down there in time, and intruder alert, and but admit, Alfred sees him down there, and it's but like, admit it, okay. admit it, it's a nit. There's no way no he's way. getting to that door in time. Not he could have been bruised so bad too. There's, there's, he would not be Robin the next night. No. So no. there's another moment right around this area that I absolutely love, and it's the backstory of why robin gets his name yeah really good okay i've never gotten like a backstory of why he had chosen that as his name yeah so to have the whole like it's on his helmet and that's there's a symbolism to his family there so i actually really appreciated that i thought it gave a lot of depth to this character that we don't get normally okay yeah for for listeners that haven't seen it or aren't familiar with it there's a scene where dick grayson's talking to batman about or is it Alfred? He's talking to one of them about how he got the name Robin. And the story is that when he was performing something, the the net went out or some, there was going to be a free fall and he caught his brother, one of his mm-hmm. family members just in time. And his dad said, Oh, like a Robin, like, you know, you flew in like a Robin. Flew in yeah. Like a Robin. I was like, Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Cause I don't know was... how he gets it in the comics. I don't I, know if I they've ever explained either. it. It's like, such a heart it's... moment there too. Yeah. Like you get some good acting chops out of him and Alfred. Oh yeah, like oh. Uh, O'Donnell's a pretty good actor. Like, he's pretty good. He's um, probably why I'm obsessed with the character Robin. Then we he did all right. Then we <laughs> get him stealing the Batmobile because he's found the Batcave and he steals the Batmobile. Scene. That scene is so good. And he's just driving around. So Chris O'Donnell. Well, no, 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 that that scene. Oh, it's wait, the scene, Alfred. The Alfred scene. Tr- trying to tell him. Trying to tell uh, Bruce oh, Wayne. Bruce. He took the car. Oh, he boosted the Jag. The, no, no, the other, the other car. car. The Rolls Royce. No, the <laughs> other car. <laughs> and you're like, oh, man. Oh. So are we going to talk about the fact that uh, Batman invented like Apple Watch FaceTime? Yeah. <laughs> but he's just literally talking to Alfred on his watch. Like Chase should have been like, the hell is he talking to on yeah. his wrist? Who, who ha- like, that technology doesn't exist. How is she not more like, 
think this guy's crazy. This guy's definitely Batman. Is what call, <laughs> yeah, call the guys in white coats. He's either Batman or he's insane. Like there's another cool tech part that we jumped over. Um, it's the scene where he sees the bat signal when he's talking to Edward Nigma, and he goes to his office and he says lock, yeah. and it closes the door, and then he yeah. says chair, and it dips him inward. So from Wayne Enterprises, he goes into this cocoon and goes through a tube and goes to the bat cave and it's like oh damn that was, that was some cool tech that i'd never seen in a batman movie before though it looked awkward as all heck for it him did. to actually get off that chair onto okay. the slide but also like at the same time the bat cave i understand in the comics sometimes there's a bat cave under wayne tower and mm-hmm. wayne manor i don't know about this one because it always is the same bat cave that he's in dude he gets there in like 0.2 seconds. He's traveling at the speed of freaking light through that tunnel. He's he's mush. He's, he's Batman. He's got to accept it. He's strong. He's just Batman. That's the answer. Uh, but yeah, so then he steals the car. Yeah. And he goes around and he uh, fights some people who are looking to do bad things to a, to a, a girl. Yep. What do we think of this? Because it's, it's a good scene. Real quick. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about how the Batmobile's fi- like the fire that comes out of it is super dangerous? And I feel like people are getting burned left and right from it. <laughs> Let's say that because it's so high tech, there is a safe mechanism on there that if something were in its proximity, that it wouldn't go off. So the car deemed that it was okay for the fire to go off. Does that yeah. make it easier for you? No. I mean, I have a backup camera that beeps when somebody's in the way. So yeah. This he, was also in the 90s. That did invented, not exist. He invented FaceTime on the watches. So maybe he invented the, the beeping mechanism yep. that we get when we're backing. I up. like it. <laughs> Unanswered question, answered. Yeah, Next. but as he's driving through, like you don't think that's catching things on fire? My car tells me to calm to Not calm down. My car, <laughs> my car tells me to slow down if I'm too. coming. Yeah, it should. <laughs> oh, that would be great. There you go. Million dollar idea. There we go. But yeah, my car will tell me to slow down whenever I get close to something while I'm driving. So maybe it's like, hey, you can kick some fire out right now. I mean, it's okay. I like it. I like it. Um, But it's a cool scene. He gets out. He fights a couple people. I love when he gets out and people are like, oh my God, they're like all scared. Like, oh my God, it's it's Batman. Batman." It's Batman. And he gets out and they're like, you're not Batman. He's like, I am. I just forgot my suit. (laughs) That's That's Bat Boy. (laughs) Yeah. That was a, it is a it is a funny scene. Yeah, because he does good action. Yeah, because he yeah. does beat some ass. Yeah, he gets out of there and he's he's kicking everyone's asses, and they're under the impression they're like there's no way this Batman, but yeah, he he does it. But we do get the awkward thing that like he saves the girl and she's gonna run off and she's like, doesn't Batman ever kiss the girl? Yeah. <laughs> Shut up and just go away. Like you were about to be mugged and killed and worse and whatever. Like you just just run. It's where we get to see some uh, interesting neon villains as well yeah. that are trying Ooh, to yeah. match trying to match the neon Gotham look. Yeah, it's it's their um camouflage. Okay, yeah. how, they just go up they, against a wall. <laughs> they're not there anymore. See that so, they would have been lit on fire by the bat because <laughs> it would have been beeped. <laughs> yep. Um, but we do get another great Robin Chris O'Donnell moment here because after he's beating everybody up, he's about to get oh. whooped. Like they all yep. show yeah. up and they're gonna whoop him, and Batman does show up behind mm-hmm. him. And they all scatter. And Robin turns around and just starts punching him. Yeah. And just beating on him. But then, like, collapses into him of, like, you could have saved him. You should have. It should have been you. It should have been you. Like, oh. And this is another great moment. And this is a good moment for Val Kimmer, too. He's like, if I could have, I would. Yeah. Yeah. I tried. Yeah. Because he does. And at the circus, he does. He literally jumps up and screams out. I'm Batman. Yeah. 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 Which is so unfortunate that that was his 
there's an iconic line and it's i'm batman yeah. and everybody everyone who's batman gets to say it, and it's always a heroic deep voice menacing thing and his was just screaming it at the circus and but it was kind of it's a little bit of a letdown with how he said it but i gotta say his has probably the most meaning yeah because everybody else is usually saying it to like a bad guy of like trying to intimidate them like i'm batman i'm gonna beat you up now I don't and know if... he got to like try to say it to sacrifice himself yeah. to save other people. Yeah, like it's it did have more most meaning. meaning, most weight to it for me. I don't know if you guys remember them all, but do you have a favorite on Batman? Hmm. Oh God. My um, favorite on Batman is Christian Bale's when he pulls. When he's upside down. No, no. He says he says me because they said who? Where are you? Oh, he says here when he's upside down. Oh, he pulls right. he pulls Alberto Falcone out of the sunroof of a limousine. And he says, I'm Batman. That's it's, his moment. It, it is good. It is a good moment. But there's Michael Keaton's. Michael, Michael Keaton's Keaton is a good. good. One. I don't is... remember Clooney's. Like, I don't. I honestly just have no freaking idea when he says it. And then Pattinson doesn't say it. But he, he will. Like, he ben- will. I'm vengeance. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say he does <laughs> Which is good, too, because he's not actually Batman yet. In the new Batman movie. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say he's, he's Batman He's Bat-Light. Yeah, he's, like, getting there. <laughs> I don't think anyone refers to him as, oh, no, they do. They, they do. They do. Okay. But he never calls himself that. He's no. always on vengeance. That's his. Like he's literally to me almost a completely different character. He he is vengeance. And in the sequel, he's probably going to be Batman. Hell yeah! Can't wait. So <laughs> no, I think this one just has that more weight to it, which is really cool. It is cool uh, because the the next scene is also good. Go ahead. The next scene is of them in the Batcave, and it's where Dick Grayson is talking to bruce wayne i guess at this point about how he wants to be his partner mm-hmm. not because he wants to fight crime with him it's because he wants to hunt down harvey two-face and he wants to kill him he's like i whenever we find him i get to kill him and batman or bruce wayne's explaining to him you know, like you know you could do this if you want to but it's just going to lead you down a dark path you don't want to do this he goes trust me and he goes you have no idea what you're talking about he goes no i do my parents were murdered right in front of me just like your parents were murdered right in front of me he's like well what did you do when you caught the guy i can't remember what his answer is or if he even says that but i know it's around those lines but it's very powerful moving scene and it adds to the depth of dick grayson Mm -hmm. where you would think most people make fun of robin at this point you've only seen robin as a kid robin with short shorts on and you're gonna (laughs) you're gonna see this robin with some depth to it and it's, yeah. it's really nice he, uh like you said earlier chris o'donnell does a, a good job you really like him i think he does all right but this is the scene that sells it for chris o'donnell and dick grayson in this movie. i would love to see chris o'donnell be robin in a more serious movie i think he did really good with this weird batman thing that he's got going on in this this weird robin thing but I feel like he could pull that gravitas out if you wanted to do him. Like, I would watch a Chris O'Donnell Nightwing movie. Ooh. Oh, man. I would watch it. it no? Still, it would still be Schumacher's world, though, right? Would it, though? Does it have to be? <laughs> I kind of. I don't, I don't think know. so. Be- at, th- at this point, Listen, we're far enough removed. <laughs> but, but he's moving to Bloodhaven. You know, uh, so it's like he doesn't I have mean... to have the Neon Gotham anymore. He could have a brand new thing. I would watch it. That's all I'm saying. I guess in my mind, I've always wanted somebody else's Dick Grayson, so it's hard for me to see that. Um, Man, just be happy with what you got. We haven't had <laughs> another know. Dick yet. Like, another Dick Grayson has not happened in Film. movies yet. Yeah. Yeah. So, True. at least we got one. Yeah. And it wasn't terrible. <laughs> no, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. Okay, let's get back to the villains. 
Because basically at this point now, Riddler and Two-Face are teaming up. They're going to take over everything. Riddler has become freaking rich because he sold this this mind box to everybody in Gotham. Mm-hmm. And he wants to use it to get into people's heads now. He's going to flip it. And instead of projecting images, he's going to be able to pull images out. And Bruce Wayne checks it out. He tries it out. And Riddler figures out he's Batman. Because yes. what grown man thinks about bats? Right? Like, I like bats. I don't know. You could look at my head on a random Tuesday. It probably got bats in it. I don't know. I'm trying oh. to think of what they would see on a random Tuesday in my head. <laughs> probably be road rage. <laughs> <laughs> Com- comic- at work. <laughs> comic books, for people who don't know, the new DC comic books come out on Tuesdays. Tuesdays Every Tuesday yeah. is a new DC comic, so I'm probably in the mine, comic shop getting Batman. Mine is probably just that monkey that hits the two comics <laughs> together. <laughs> Symbols? They're not gongs. Symbols. <laughs> Whatever in they her, are. In her mind, they're yeah, gongs. Yeah, yeah, come on. She's hitting gongs. <laughs> Let her do what she wants in her mind. Tuesday would probably be wrestling because I probably just watched Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Because I don't watch it the night it's on. I watch it the next day. So I probably just watched that and then I'm probably thinking about like the stories or something and how I would make wrestling better. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So who knows why he was thinking of bats. But he figures it out. Which I think is kind of interesting. I'm not in love with it, though. It's interesting that he could have exploited this to the entire world, but he saves it for himself to his own personal gain. I mean, at this point, it's just he wants to teach him a lesson. What that lesson is, I don't quite know. Like, his plot makes very little sense when it comes down to it. Doesn't matter. Because it's like he must learn a lesson. That's why we can't kill him. Jim Carrey, he does no wrong, right? Adam? Facts. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's but then it does lead us to a really great moment where Two Face and Riddler break into Bruce's house. It's a great they, scene. They figured it out and um, they just they wreak havoc. And while Two Face and his men are beating up Bruce and Chase Meridian because he's on a date with her at the time, and Alfred, Riddler's just tearing the Batcave apart, yeah. bombing everything. His little. Yep. Riddler bombs. This is little Riddler bombs. And this is like peak Jim Carrey. Yeah. Like he, I love, okay. He's not even a Riddler at this point. He's no, just Jim Carrey. He's just okay. Jim Carrey in, in cosplay. I love the moment where he's pretending to be a baseball pitcher. <laughs> yeah. He sticks his tongue into the side of his mouth like he's chewing tobacco. He spits and then winds up and throws. Like a person who played baseball forever. Like I just love it. Love it so much. But it's a great moment. It's a great scene. Uh, jo- to, to Joker. Two-Face flips his coin a bunch of times, trying to figure out if he can kill these people. That's, like, awesome, too. And that was that was a Riddler's only rule. He's like, when we go in here, you can't kill him. No killing. Yeah. And he's in there flipping his coin. And, and he's like, I'll do it anyway. Yeah. But the coin just never worked out for him. So a lot of people apparently were really mad at that. It does work out for him. He shoots Bruce Wayne, and then he uh, it just grazes him, right? Oh, he does. Yeah. He does. Yeah. yeah. And, but... that, and that's when the Riddler pops in. He's like, no, 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 no. We can't do this if we kill him. Yeah. But apparently a lot of people are mad because Two-Face's whole character is you get one flip of the coin. Yeah. And whatever the outcome is, that what you get. You mad at this? Because then there's some people that have, have reasons why you shouldn't be mad. I am mad at this. Okay. Because the only way I can defend it is that Harvey Two-Face is two people. Maybe there could have been two flips. And he could have been like, okay, flip it. And then it would have said, okay, he lives. And then he maybe could have talked to himself and then how about you flip it this time? And then he just switches hands and flips it again. Mm-hmm. And then it could have been that, but he flips it like three times. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, ah, oh, this is stupid. So here are the here's the fan theory, the prevailing fan theory on the three flips. Because you're right, it is three flips. It's one for Bruce, one for Chase, and one for Alfred. The flips aren't all for Bruce. Ah, They're okay. for each person in the house at the time. And he's like, he flips it, he can't kill one, so he gets frustrated. Flips it, can't kill another, gets more frustrated. And that's why by the third one, he's super mad. And then he just shoots Bruce anyway. Okay. I mean, that's defended, I suppose. Yeah. But, that's uh... why people say there's three. Because like, if he would have flipped it four or five times, then it's like, how do you defend that? But there was <laughs> yeah. three people in the house. He did three flips because he wanted to kill someone. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I don't know. I, I, I looked this up because I was like, nah, that's not the Two-Face. Like, you flip yeah. it once, whatever it is, that's it. He moves on. I was going to say, so, having never seen Two-Face before this moment, I didn't know that was a role. So I was just like, oh, he's re- he really wants to kill oh, yeah. you Batman. Didn't, you didn't see The Dark Knight before this moment? No, I saw these before. Oh, I guess so, yeah. Yeah. That's right. But after they, so they break into the house and they kidnap Chase and Robin. Robin's at a different moment. Yeah, Robin's already run away at this point. He didn't. They don't kidnap oh, right. Robin. They but kidnap some... Robin when they come to the end of the climax of the movie. Where they get to the island. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's when they get Robin. Are we going? Don't we go to the climax right after this? Yeah. Pretty, pretty much. much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pretty much afterwards, they do have a little meetup because at this point, Batman has or Bruce Wayne has given up being Batman. He's like, I'm done doing this anymore. That's why Chase was at his house. He was going to reveal to her that he was Batman. Yep. He's putting it all behind him. But once they take her, he's like, okay, well, I guess I'm putting the suit back on. But all the suits are blown up. So what do I do, Alfred? And Alfred's like, well, we have one more that was a prototype that you were trying out, but you haven't tested it yet. Mm-hmm. So he does have one more suit. And he goes, well, how should I do this? Should I do it by going land, <laughs> by, in the, by the air or water? And he's like, and that's when Dick Grayson pops in in his tailored suit. And he's like, why not both? And it's it's a pretty cool reveal, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, this the suit isn't a little boy suit with short shorts. Thank it's a God. suit that has pants and it has pretty muscular look to it, so it looks pretty cool. Yeah. Plus it um, still has the coloring. It does. But which it loses by the next movie. But uh <laughs> which I'm actually really sad about because I really enjoyed that they kept those colors in there to to harken back to yeah. original bat or uh, Robin. Yeah. It does though. So in the in Batman and Robin, his suit is black and red, mm-hmm. like Nightwing's suit is. It's a bigger Robin that's on there, but it it does mimic the Nightwing suit. I wouldn't have been surprised if if Schumacher got a third movie, he would have made him Nightwing. He probably would have, and brought in a new Robin at that point or something. Yeah, it felt like that's where they were going. They were modifying it to get there. Then we do get to. Um, well, right before we get to the flashback, one thing I want to touch upon. I like the flashback to young boyhood Bruce falling into the cave and seeing the bat. Scene terrified me as a kid. Yeah. Terrified me. It's it's just a, it's a really quick, easy moment, but it says a lot. And so I just appreciate it. I'm glad that they put it in there. Because like you said, in the 89 Batman, we didn't really get that. Yeah, we don't get that, uh, Why, that backstory. Yeah. Of- so that. even that's just a little tint of it is so great. I was questioning if it was necessary to get the Batman backstory of his parents dying, mostly because I all I've seen are ones that show it. Yeah. But you guys have said they don't show it in the original two? They show it in the first movie, but it's not a... They don't do it as well as Christopher Nolan does, like an actual scene of it mm-hmm. happening. It's more of a memory versus just like in watching this one. it 
Because in yeah. this one, they use it as a memory, too. He remembers the pearls falling. He remembers... They don't actually show the scene. Which is another thing. They use the, the, the Jack Napier footage from yep. Batman 1989 of Jack Nicholson because this shooting isn't, it. Because this is a sequel. And it's like... But it's not <laughs> you know, in its own way as well. It's just so stupid. Why yeah. would they do that? <laughs> but then it, Batman's all like... He... What am I going to do? I love the jo- the Joker. Why do I keep calling him the Joker? I love the Riddler turning the bat signal into a question mark. It was pretty yeah. cool. That's like, what a calling card. I remember that being on marketing for this movie oh, as yeah. well. I remember seeing that. Oh, yeah. That was just, it was so cool. He goes, and he, they're on an island. Dick takes the boat, the bat boat. Bruce takes the bat copter. Batwing. Oh, it's the batwing. Mm-hmm. Right, not the bat copter. Batwing. They both get blown up and shot down. So they swim to the island, they get on, and this is this is a cool moment. So I had a couple things written down here, because I remember this script being absolute garbage, <laughs> where it was just like stupid puns, stupid lines, stupid everything. And all of a sudden, some stuff stuck out to me. And let me run these things past you. So early in the movie, after Nygma kills his boss, Bruce tells his secretary... We're going to pay full benefits, full death benefits. Yeah. And mm-hmm. she's like, but we don't cover suicide. And he's like, it doesn't matter. We're paying. Yeah. God, that's good. Because that's clearly showing Bruce never for a second believed it was suicide. He knew there was foul play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always thought that too, but it was also showing how Bruce is kind. That too. I mean, it, it's a multi-layered line, but it's just so good. Bruce Wayne is a nice guy, so he's going to pay it. Batman knows it wasn't suicide. Yeah. So Bruce has to pay it. Yeah. So it's just, it works on every level. But then we get the holy rusted metal in this part, <laughs> which is a great callback to the 66 Batman, the yeah. whole TV show. But then I like how they immediately explain it afterwards. He doesn't just go holy rusted metal and they just keep going. He's like, you know, it's got a bunch of holes in it and it's rusty and metal. Like they explain this whole, it. this whole Island steel or whole, yeah. yeah. So good. But then here's where it really happens. So earlier you were talking about Robin saying like, I'm your partner. Let's go do this. Blah, blah, blah. It's the only time he ever calls Two-Face Harvey. Every other time he calls him Two-Face. He does. He's like, I'm going to kill Two-Face. I'm going to get him. You got to help me get Two-Face, Two-Face, Two-Face. And Bruce keeps saying, no, you can't. You can't kill him. You can't whatever. He's so angry. He only sees him as that person. Then he calls him Harvey, and all of a sudden Batman's like, yeah, let's go. Because now he knows he's not going to kill him because he sees him as a person, Ooh, good, not just as good, his enemy. Good catch. Yeah. I, 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 like, I want to go back and watch it again for yeah. a fourth time this week. <laughs> so, <laughs> so those are just a couple things I, I noticed where I was like, man, maybe this script is way better than I thought it was mm-hmm. to have like layers. And maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I, I really liked it. Yeah. I think there's so much bull crap throughout the movie that... The good stuff gets the mixed. good stuff gets mixed in for sure. Yeah, if they'd have just taken out Nicole Kidman, then <laughs> <laughs> this scene would have been. But then you wouldn't have had the choice. You wouldn't have had the choice that, as well, this week you guys released the choice between Spider Man. Yeah. Hey, this this train of people or the one you love. Yeah, well, you could have had Alfred. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Give me more Alfred. Yeah. Um. So they get to the island. They're gonna fight Two Face. They're gonna fight. Robin gets kidnapped. He gets put in a glass cage chases in a glass cage they're gonna drop him down a chute batman has to pick and riddler is just god mode here with his <laughs> with his yeah. absolute drip his iconic costume like it is dude all those rhinestones i need that 
I need that in my life. That white <laughs> outfit, glittery question marks. His little mask, the left side of it's a question mark. It's a question mark, mark yeah. Oh. Imagine having to put every single one of those rhinestones on. Yeah. I don't care. As well as this. Is like <laughs> th- I had brought up earlier, how do people not know that Edward Nygma is the Riddler? <laughs> it's like, who is tailoring these... <laughs> These villains, yep. yeah. Someone is providing these suits for Harvey Two Face, and somebody's providing these suits for the Riddler. I don't. I'm, they I think get paid got, well enough. I think he got lucky with the first suit that it was like the mannequin or whatever the heck it yeah. was, yeah. And, and that thing, which is cool. I love his first suit when he introduces yes. himself. Yes, and it's it's like a it's almost like a, tur- a high turtleneck type yeah. thing, but it's not a turtleneck. But it was a really cool suit, uh, classic look, I guess. I I would say the most famous look of the riddler that most people can know absolutely um but yeah no the white the white suit is pretty cool the glittery oh yeah leotard or whatever the heck it is carrie's like short spiky red hair in this moment and everything (laughs) yeah it's so silly but it's good yeah i don't even know if there was a script in this moment or not and they were just like jim do whatever the hell you want because he is just you thought he was over top throughout the rest of the movie. He goes Mm -hmm. up a level here and you're just like oh he's god mode carrie yeah it's it's amazing (laughs) He makes him choose. Batman somehow saves them both. And I then, love, okay. I love the scene, right? Or in that scene as well. Uh, I love that Batman distracts him by giving him the riddle. He's like, I got a riddle for you. Yes. Yeah. And he does say, I can't remember what the riddle was. Like, uh, I see this. And blah, blah, blah. He's like, please, you're as blind as a bat. Oh. And uh, then he opens that batarang and throws it at the whatever the, the blender. heck yeah. that blender the giant blender <laughs> yeah uh it's a it was a pretty cool scene it was one yeah. of the things that i was like ooh, yes that so, still works a lot of little things like that worked go ahead his choice would have made uh a lot better if there was just two different shoots just yeah as a villain don't leave it to be one big shoot <laughs> then he I has mean, to actually he to, choose he had what he, he had to work with what he had so what you're saying is that you'd be a better villain than yes <laughs> okay you gotta think these things through absolutely but remember you said <laughs> He's not actually trying to... I don't think he's actually trying to kill anybody. He's just trying to torture Batman. Yeah, he's trying you to know how to, how to break the bat? Make him actually choose. Mm. You have no possibility of saving both. But is it is it... Can you break him that way? Because it's like, okay, just make a choice. But if you can choose save both and you don't, that's worse. I, and he doesn't know going in that he can save both. So he does make a choice. I guess he just came up from that shoot. He entered from that yeah. same exact shoot, so I think he knows. Okay, the distance that these two are apart, and the distance that I was just in in that, or the width of that, it's the same shoot. He, so he I'm did have, his bat I, math <laughs> that made it so that he could make that whole beginning scene work. This is what makes Batman the best. Is that he, he's, he's he's prepared two steps ahead of time anyway. Yeah, like people who want to fight me on that Superman would win in a fight with Batman. No, wrong. Absolutely not. Get out of my face. First of all, they fought, and guess what? Batman won. Whooped his ass. Yep. <laughs> and not just in the movies, comics guys. Yep. Did it. Whooped his ass. Um. So he makes his choice, and then we get, I think, probably the smartest choice in this entire movie, because earlier, if you catch it, at one point in the Batcave, you see a bunch of silver coins on the table. Ooh. I didn't notice that. Okay. Go back, watch it. Watch the watch the scenes. It's gonna be a fun fact because this is a good one. I was gonna say (laughs) this is a good one. (laughs) It might be the fun fact that comes out next Wednesday when this uh, episode comes out. But if you pay close enough attention, you can see a pile of silver coins Ah. on the table in the Batcave. Nice. And then 
Two-Face goes to flip his coin, and Batman throws it all. He can't find his coin. He falls to his death. I love this moment. Not mm-hmm. just for that's a really smart choice by Batman, because it is, but Tommy Lee Jones gets to act as Harvey Dent in this moment. The first time we see for Harvey. For the first time mm-hmm. in the entire movie, because Bruce talks to him as Bruce. He's like, hey, Harvey, I know you. Like, we don't have to do this, blah, blah, blah. And Harvey just looks at him. He's like, I know. You're right. You've always been a good friend, Bruce. Well, because he reminds him to flip the coin. Yeah. And it's such a great moment. And I needed more of that throughout the rest of the damn movie. If you had to pick to have this movie be all Riddler or all Two-Face, who would you have preferred to see more of? Emily, go first. Uh, Probably Riddler. Okay. Just because I know we get a lot of him in this movie, but his story is the more interesting one of the two. Okay. With a different plot. I think the Two-Face would be very interesting. Okay. Adam? You're I'm, a carry whore, so... I am a, I am a carry <laughs> whore, but I'm actually going to go Two-Face because I think this Batman, with how much they push the idea of him giving up Batman in this, he's almost a duality in this moment of, I'm ready to give up Batman, but I can't give up Batman. So having him go up against another duality would be really interesting because like Clooney never even thinks about giving up Batman. No, like, it just is what it is. Even Keaton did it for like a moment. This entire movie is really about him not being Batman anymore. So if you put him against somebody who's fighting also two sides would be really interesting. He had his Spider-Man two moment where he leaves the, the cowl in the trash. Ex- yep, exactly. <laughs> so I, I, I'd have to pick two face. What about you? Oh man, I I think I'm not a I'm not a big fan of Carrie. I, I I Carrie has good work, but I think I'd rather see Tommy Lee Jones more. And that's not me liking Two Face more. That's just me liking Tommy Lee Jones more. So that's fair. That's fair. that's that's all I need to say because that's my opinion. So yeah. everybody's got one. <laughs> yep. Um, so it's just cool, cool, cool way that he finishes off Two Face. And then Carrie, when Riddler, when he threw the Batarang, is like been sucking at his brain this entire time. And he yeah. becomes like disfigured and dismorphed. Mm-hmm. And he's just completely out of it now. Yeah. Insane. It, 100%. Like he was a psycho before. And now it's he doesn't, his mind is gone. Oh. Fully gone. We get the wonderful scene at the end. Oh, yeah. So then his send off. They won. Mm-hmm. Everybody's celebrating. We get a little scene where Chase is at Arkham, which is cool to see Arkham because we didn't cool. see Arkham in the other movies. This is the first time we get to see Arkham. Most people just like, it's a prison, okay? Yeah, but no, this no. is a big deal for people who know Arkham is where they hold all the insane mm. villains of Batman. I mean, they hold them terribly because they break out constantly, <laughs> yes. but they hold them there. And Chase is there to visit Riddler, who has a secret. And his secret is he knows who Batman is. Yeah. Chase walks up and she's like, tell me, Edward. Who's Batman? And Carrie just comes out of the shadows in his little, uh, what are those called? Straight he jacket. Straight yeah. jacket and, and he's like it. flying with it. And he's like, I'm Batman. And it's so oh, it is the best thing ever. It's so good. That's why you hire Jim Carrey, though, that for was, moments yeah. like that. That was the better delivery of I'm Batman in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> um, and that's it. End the movie. I do like that both characters in this movie aren't super powered villains mm-hmm. um i think that was, that made an interesting take 
for especially Batman. There's a lot of characters that do have superpowers. Um, so it was cool that it was just normal guys. I appreciated their dynamic together. Um, while I would have had them separate, them working together and really seeing Riddler pulling the strings was a interesting dynamic, I thought. So it was interesting to see them together. Yeah, it was. Um, okay, before we go into some questions, Matt, you got any final things you want to bring up? Um, I do like the, although I hate Chase Meridian, there is a scene where there, she's talking to Batman and she says, Oh, she 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 questions Batman being into her, and he's and she says, "Oh, I'm not too crazy enough. Do I need to put on a skin tight suit and a whip, and have a whip?" So she's mentioning Catwoman, which is another <laughs> thing that makes this a sequel that I don't want it to be. But I was like, "Ooh, nice, good callback. Yeah, I like that." Yeah, she has um, another good line for me too. I love when he busts down the door while she's kickboxing, and she's like, "What are you doing?" And then he sees the Rorschach test on the wall. And he's oh, like, oh, yeah. you're obsessed with bats. Like, you got a thing for bats. And she's like, no, that's a Rorschach test. People see what they want to see. I think you're <laughs> the one obsessed with bats. How she didn't figure it out sooner. But but again, that goes back to my whole idea of like, she's got some agency to her. Mm-hmm. She's not just a damsel. Like, when we say, oh, the kiss made her figure it out. No, I think she might have been putting it together beforehand. And that was just kind of like the little tip the icing on the cake yeah. cherry on top yeah exactly um i do like the soundtrack to this Ooh. so the soundtrack to this has quite a variety it has method man it has mm-hmm. the offspring yeah. it has u2 and it yeah. also has seal <laughs> which is disappointing that kiss from a rose is a very popular song ever. yeah and it's never played in this movie no it's only played in the the ending credits of this movie after the U2 song. So you have to sit through the U2 <laughs> song to hear the song that was the most popular, po- probably arguably the most popular song to come from a, a comic book movie ever. Yeah. Facts. I mean, that movie or that song was everywhere. Yeah. From, from the time this movie came out until like 2002, Seven years straight, this song just you couldn't get away from. Every dance, school dance you went to, they played it once. Every wedding you went to, they played it once. You can't, you still to this day, you can barely get away from that song. <laughs> yeah. So to put it at the end, end credits, they just didn't know what they had. Okay, side tangent here, real quick. I hate songs during credits. I hate how they're uh, associated with the soundtrack of the movie because it's like, no, you're played over the credits. Like, stop. Yeah. Because, like, Oscars. The, uh, the Academy Awards always nominate songs that are played over Oscars, not the songs actually in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's almost every single nomination is something that happens at the end. And I just don't, I don't agree. I don't think that's a song that's part of the movie. I think that's just a song that they liked and they put it at the end credits. Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah. think it should be counted as part of the soundtrack or the score or whatever you want. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. Side, side t- tangent there. <laughs> um, all right. Question time? Because I got I got a few. I, be quick. Sure. I think I put a lot of my questions in the middle of this. Okay. I don't have any, so I don't have any leftover questions, but I'm, I'm totally, cool. I, totally I cool. have a few. All right. Okay. So, well, cause we have a couple prepared ones too, but these are ones I had while watching the movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Was Carrie the perfect Riddler? Could you cast somebody better as the Riddler? I know Robin Williams was offered it, but he was pissed at Warner brothers for the whole debacle with Batman 89. So he refused and they got Carrie instead. And if you don't know that story, I'll, I'll tell you 
1994. In 1994, who would have been a better Riddler? Yeah. If you have one. In 1994, a better Riddler would have been... Edward Norton. Ooh. He's coming off a of Fight Club around that time, I think. Yeah, Fight Club 94. Fight Club ma- was 94? No, 99. Way later. My bad. <laughs> okay, so he still would have been a... He was coming a, off a of... Interesting eight, uh, Primal Fear. Was yeah, that was that. it. I think Edward Norton would have been a decent... He wouldn't have been as silly as Carrie's, obviously. But if that's where they were going for, then Carrie is the best Riddler. Yeah. But if I had to recast him... Norton would be an excellent Riddler yeah. in like Nolan's trilogy. Yeah. He would have fit in nice there. Okay. Emily, no, you don't know actors. I don't know actors, but I really <laughs> wish they would have toned down Carrie at the beginning and I made agree. him get more Carrie More crazy as you went. Yeah. As he went. That's fair. Um, I think it was him and Robin Williams are the only two, and I think Warner Brothers really jacked up by messing with Robin Williams for the Joker role because I think he actually would have been a better Riddler. Mm. I think he could play at this time in 1994, uh, 95, Ninety four, I guess, when they were filming it, he had a better control over serious and funny. Mm-hmm. Where Carrie was just funny constantly. Yeah, Carrie's coming off of the mask at this point. Yeah, and Dumb and Dumber, and Dumb and Dumber. Like yeah. So he only did one note. Where Robin had a little more range here. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's almost a hot take as well. Yeah, a little bit. Robin Williams would have been better. A little bit. Should Val Kilmer be discussed in being one of the best Batman? to ever put on the cowl no <laughs> absolutely not no oh wow okay. i no. i absolutely hated him as right, that's fine. That's fine. batman I, know. I don't think he's the worst <laughs> batman but no i i wouldn't put him in all right. that group at all another so something we overlooked is when uh alfred has the robin suit to give dick grayson and he reaches in the back and he and robin says or dick grayson says to him oh you think you're gonna get fired for this and he's like yeah maybe they'll take me back at buckingham palace yeah (laughs) it was a funny scene alfred's the best alfred's the best um oh i guess we kind of already answered this one my question was whose movie is this is it bruce's movie batman's movie or riddler's movie riddler's i think that's your only three options here i think that it's more riddler's movie yeah i I tend to agree i think it in order it'd be riddler's movie then bruce's movie then batman yeah yeah that's the order i was gonna say i did appreciate how much bruce we got in this movie because we actually got detective bruce we got to see at the um at enigma's party him using bruce as a cover to do detective work which was really interesting close to that i think they don't portray enough in the movies yeah for sure um best bat vehicle you can go any bat vehicle it doesn't have to be from this movie in this movie we get the batmobile the bat boat and the bat uh bat wing but you can go any bat vehicle which is the best for me it's a tumbler i I think it's just so so good for me i don't like the tumbler that much i think it's too much of a tank i I don't know for it always was weird for me i like the bat cycle Oh, yeah. from any of them from that Christmas. nolan's is really cool though i love the way it nolan's moves. is great yeah. i also love the uh sound design on nolan's bat cycle it's constantly revving it has no top mm. gear mm. it's just vroom, vroom, vroom. it just goes the whole time <laughs> and i absolutely love it it's kind of an interesting sound it, it sometimes it goes it has like a like it's charging yeah in, in a way yeah it's pretty 
it's and the sound cool. designer was like listen we wanted to make sure that like as a car is revving you can only hear when it hits that gear when it switches gears and when it settles yeah the bat cycle doesn't do it it just constantly is revving up the whole time even when it's moving and i'm ready like, to go that's that's perfect love it so um, speaking of vehicles yeah was this movie's batmobile the prototype for those self-parallel parking cars <laughs> the sideway wheels when uh <laughs> yeah when they when he they... shoots the the rocket launcher at him. yeah that's a hot take i don't know <laughs> i don't know this movie was a stepping stone for a lot of technology seeing the yeah. the facetime watch oh, yeah. and everything <laughs> oh yeah absolutely um <laughs> The backup, the backup beep alarm, so that he could have fire coming out of the uh, back. Apparently. <laughs> so, my last, my last question is: apparently, there are a lot of deleted scenes from this. There's almost like, I guess, a Schumacher cut, mm-hmm. which is much darker. Um, not just visually, like tonally, much darker, but is apparently very good. Have you seen any of the deleted scenes? I've watched the one where the bat. Uh, Bruce as a child, or Bruce as an adult. No, it's it's Falcomer as an adult, mm-hmm. and he has like a conversation or something with the bat that we see face to face with it. Yeah, yeah, super fucking super weird. Right? Yeah, I would love to see the Schumacher cut because his vision was much darker, and then the studio was like, cut all of it. I would love it as well. Release I, that cut. <laughs> yeah, I would like. Uh, I'd like that cut for sure. If they made this like uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, where it was all black and white. I'd be cool with that too. I'd watch because it. Because I don't, I mean, one of the things that we don't like is the neon Gotham. So mm-hmm. if you took that away and gave us a black and white cut, I'm down. Meh. I guess I could just mess with the, the, the tones on my TV as well and give myself a black and <laughs> yeah. white. But yeah. But I want those scenes added in too. Yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. Will Shorts, do you guys know who that is? He's the New no. York Times crossword editor. He creates all of the crosswords for the New York Times, which are the hardest crosswords on the planet. He made all the Riddler's riddles in this that's nice. why they're actually like not surface level like they take a little bit of thought i remember the first time i watched it like i figured them out but it embar- it took me an embarrassing long time i think that these riddles are better than the riddles that were in the batman because oh, yeah. mm-hmm. maybe they're not better than the ones that are in the batman but in the batman he got them so quick yeah so kind of made it some seem drive like, yeah Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> there is a uh, something that came out that bob kane has said that val kilmer is his favorite batman his favorite on-screen batman and you guys don't want to put him in conversation <laughs> I, I disagree with you creator of batman yep sorry bob <laughs> rest sorry, in peace bob. um i thought that the security around wayne manor is crazy because there is a scene where uh, Edward Nigma pulls up on like his bicycle <laughs> and puts the letter on the front. I'm like, if they had cameras, they would have known right there that he's the one that so left this. You have a camera in your watch, but not on your gate. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess I can Sick. count as a nit. Like, hey, up yeah. your security, Batman. Absolutely. Jeez. Absolutely. All right. And then, so there were a couple questions that I gave you ahead of time. So yeah. you could think about them. Yeah. Emily's yeah. got those questions for us. Uh, what piece of memorabilia would you have from this movie? my piece of memorabilia that i would want from this movie is the same piece that i want from every single batman movie and it's always a batarang it's not too big for me to have to display somewhere it's just the perfect size and i could use it as a letter opener if i want Ooh, that's so good that's so good mine is the riddler's question mark cane good one yeah i i would i would pimp walk with that everywhere (laughs) everywhere like i don't even care where it is you could 
I could be walking into court for like murdering nine people. I'd I'd have that cane in court. Why do you got to be so violent? I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you could have just been walking into the DMV. Why you got to be murdering people? I was trying to go like somewhere court, that you, like, you probably goodness. shouldn't have a cane. You can't have a villain thing and be just as make you a villain. You can still be a good guy. <laughs> Ellie, what do you got? What's your memorabilia? Um, I want I I I'm gonna say Robin's gauntlets, the ones with like the daggers out the side. They were pretty okay. like well protruding. Yeah, I want those All just right. so I can. You, know. you don't want a full Robin suit. I I wouldn't fit me. I mean, the gauntlets you wouldn't fit you either. either. I'd have to get the Batgirl suit from the yeah, next one. There's been, a, there's been a girl Robin. Yeah. I know, but Jerry it's not Kelly. his suit would not fit uh, me. I guess, I guess so. there, you're right. And I don't want to have a mannequin in my house. Uh, listen, Velcro's bat suit wouldn't fit me either, but it wouldn't stop me from putting it on. <laughs> I would drown in it and Ooh. oh careful. I would drown in it and I would wear the crap out of it. Uh, yeah. next question. Uh What's one thing that you would change to make this movie better? You want to go first on this one? Or you want me to go first? Yeah, I'll go first on this one. Um, I think I would lighten it. I know it's so crazy to say that, that um, we have a, like, all, and I mean, I mean, physically use more lighting. <laughs> okay. Um, I know it's crazy to say, cause we just talked about like all the neon and everything in this Gotham, but there are so many scenes that are just incredibly dark where I'm like, I have no freaking idea what's happening here. And if you add those lights in you can drop some of the neon down and it can, kind of changes the tone of the movie a little bit i can see that that'll so, help him. yeah that's what i would do i would re-edit this movie to mm. make it better mm. i think that there's a lot of scenes that could be taken out there's some of the quirkiness that can be done without and it could possibly darken up the movie and not a light sense mm. with physical lights, but like the, the <laughs> yeah. Schumacher uh, cut that you were just mentioned, like yeah. just to make the tone of it dark would be immensely better for it. And it could possibly make this some people's favorite Batman movie. Get rid of all the chase stuff. Cause it's not a bad movie. There's enough to liken it that if it were re-edited, people would say, wow, okay. I see what I've been missing. <laughs> yeah. Emily? I'm torn between getting rid of Chase altogether okay. and um, redoing the action sequences so that they're more almost like John Wick style of the longer takes, getting them to so actually... Like two action sequences that we get? Yeah. Okay. I just there's think... A, there's a few more than that. Yeah, I just think... It's not enough. It's over-stylized, those fight sequences, that it takes me out of feeling like this is a Batman movie. That's I fair. think with those... Be done better mm. people would kind of see it as more of a batman movie cool all right next next we have uh best thing that they got right about this batman emily why don't you start uh the fact that he uses bruce wayne okay yeah you mentioned that mm -hmm. so that makes sense yeah <laughs> uh the best thing that they got right about this batman is i had mentioned it earlier is the fact that they had the guts to make something so different compared to Tim Burton's and make it their own. So it's ballsy for them to make something with neon <laughs> Gotham. <laughs> but they they got it right because they showcase that Gotham is more than just one style depending on who's making it. So I think that that was... I think that some people might say it's a cheap answer, but it's my answer. 
if you want your own answer, then let us know. That's, yeah. that's fair. Um, I think the best thing they got right about this Batman is his questioning of continuing to be Batman. Because that's like a big part of his lore is like, we got it in Nolan's trilogy as well of like, when do you give it up? And I think this one was a really good break, like a really good balance between him wanting to give it up, but realizing he can't. And then giving him a moment he could honestly give it up until, once again, he can't. And I think playing with that was really good in this movie. Nice. Yeah. I think we got one more, right? We got two more. Two more. Okay. Would you rather have Keaton back as Batman? Yes. Only if Burton's directing it. I wouldn't want to see Keaton in a Schumacher film. 100% the reason why Keaton said no to this. He was actually offered to come back. And he said no, because Burton wasn't directing and he didn't see, he didn't like Schumacher's vision. Which is interesting that we'll be seeing him in the Flash movie coming back as Batman. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. That's the only reason I'm excited for Flash. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm stoked for it. Uh, Emily, I know you don't know Keaton as Batman, really. I don't really remember those movies, like, at all. But I would still say yes, because I'm not a big Val Kilmer fan in this movie. (laughs) You guys are not going to like my hot take. Um, All right, last question. Uh, should this movie have been made at all? Easy, easy answer. Yes. yes. I agree. I think yes, it should have been made. Yeah. It, go- think... it goes off of what I think makes this movie work is to see a different style of yep. film. And I think without this one and without Batman and Robin, we don't get Nolan's trilogy. Mm-hmm. We don't get Batfleck and we don't get Battison. Yeah. Yeah. So I've never heard him a... called that. Battison? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, same thing with Batfleck. You yeah. Know fair <laughs> uh, you need to spend more time on twitter yeah apparently <laughs> so i think it's just a necessary evil basically we need it yeah um all right hot takes, hot takes. maddie i know you've already said a couple yeah my hot take was that uh tommy lee jones was a better two-face than aaron eckhart okay my my hot take and you guys are gonna hate me for this val kilmer is the third best batman <laughs> you third best yeah, third best First one's Keaton, second one's Affleck, third one's Kilmer, fourth one's Bale. I mean, we're all Ooh. entitled to our wrong opinions. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I mean, you can say whatever you want. Internet, please tell him he's wrong. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't hold up 1-3. I'll, I'll fight you. <laughs> um, he is, I think he had a great dual performance between Batman and uh, Bruce. And I don't think he gets as much credit as he deserves. I think he was stuck with a mediocre script. And he made it work. Did he? And I don't, I think Bale's a little <laughs> too gravelly. Yeah. You bite and your tongue. I just tongue. don't like it. You bite your tongue, man. <laughs> I don't like it. He's, I put, he's right behind you. How dare you put, say that? Is this going to come to fisticuffs right now? I feel like. <laughs> oh my goodness. I put Bale at four. I put Battinson at five. And then I put Clooney in 10th. I mean, there's, there hasn't, yeah, there hasn't wow. been 10, but it doesn't matter. Wow. I mean, there's crazy okay. people out there that think that Adam West is the best Batman. It's like, get out of here. Please. He's the best Batman for that version of Batman. That's fair. That's, He's very fun. Yeah, that's the same thing you could say that about Val Kilmer. He's the best version for this Batman, yeah. too. So, <laughs> yeah. like, that's not that's a me. really good answer. Third but... best Batman. Emily, what's your hot take um, before Maddie kills me? <laughs> Robin is really wasted in this movie. Like, he gets a lot of nice moments, but he's very sidelined for a lot of this movie. And I think that's mostly because of them wanting to put in that romance. 
Like, I think they should have given him more time to grow and let this be a Batman and Robin movie. <laughs> no pun intended of there actually being one called Batman and Robin. But if you're going to introduce this character, give it more time to breathe. Yeah. So you wanted to have some Bruce and Dick bromance versus Chase and Bruce romance. Oh, of course. Yeah. I'd take that any day. Cool. I, I, I'd like be down it. for that. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So normally we go into awards after hot takes, but I just want to take a second and retract your last statement no we're talking (laughs) about uh you know some of the best batman here like val kilmer and i know there's one that we we can't we can't talk about we can't put him in the same vein as all this because he's not live action but he is my personal favorite batman of all time um the late great irreplaceable kevin conroy who voiced Batman from 90, 1992 until his, 2018 until his death. He was in the he's in the newest uh Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League video game. So he did Oh, he it. is. Yeah. I didn't know he was the voice back for that. Yep. So he did up, up until, until his death. He yep. that and he this is what he was known for. He did a lot of other stuff, but he is what is known. He is the the voice of Batman for many many people. And it's tragic we lost him. Mm-hmm. And Maddie, I know you I'm literally goosebumps, guys, just talking. Like, look at goosebumps, it's just talking legit. about Kevin yeah. Conroy as I'm making her watch the entire thing right now, the whole series of the animated series. Um, so I want to give you a moment just to talk about your what I assume is your favorite Batman, in yeah. Kevin Conroy. Yeah, no, he he definitely was or is. Um, it's crazy because like we had mentioned Kevin Conroy when he had passed on our show, and talking about how going forward in you know, I read comics. Like I said, I buy a lot of comics a month. And every time I read a Batman comic, it's always Kevin Conroy's voice. This dude is irreplaceable as the voice of Batman. And there's been many. There's been a lot of animated feature films that have come out. And there's been so many different Batman. And nobody comes close to Kevin Conroy. And it's just, it's amazing what he done. I didn't know. It's unfortunate that he was snubbed at the Oscar memoriam section. They don't show him at all it's bogus um and it's it's crazy there's a lot of things about him that i didn't know i i I didn't i had no idea that he was a gay person and i was like wow blew my mind so it it just makes me love him more yes it's it's incredible and his performance is just like you said when whenever i hear or see batman it's his voice immediately yeah like I don't even care that like Jensen Eccles of yeah. like Supernatural voices Batman in a few things. I in my head I don't hear him. Mm-hmm. I hear Conroy. Like it doesn't matter who's actually voicing him. I will replace you. Yeah. Period. And no matter what they do, they always try to mimic Kevin Conroy's yeah. voice too. And it's like you're not because he was it, the man. first one who did a split voice. Yeah. Everybody before him they didn't do it. Keaton was just Keaton's voice. Batman Bruce doesn't matter. Wes same thing. Conroy came in in '92 and was like should they have different voices <laughs> yeah and he did it and it just it works so well and that's why he played it for 20 plus years and it's just i don't know man he's like the greatest batman did you ever watch do you watch any of those cw superhero shows like the flash arrow all um that? i did i i grew up not grew out of them but i stopped watching because i got too busy but i did watch the flash i did watch uh some of arrow did you happen to watch the infinite crisis I arc between all of them you should definitely go back and check it out he's in the suit kevin right? conroy's in the suit yeah in it and you won't like it oh no 
Well, why should I watch it then? Because you, ha- you have to watch <laughs> it. Should I just Google a picture of it? Or no, no, I- it's not. It's not the picture of him in the suit. It's the way he's portrayed. Oh no. Okay. But it's so good to see him actually put the suit Down on. The cowl and everything. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, so I just wanted to take a moment. He's he's by far the best Batman, regardless of what my hot take is. Yeah. Uh, he's number one, which puts Kilmer at four. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yep. so yeah just shout out to the late great the guy who literally turned so many people into batman fans changed the character set the bar that yeah. no one will hit mm-hmm. no no i mean the new generation will have a batman that they grow up with but until my dying day nobody will ever be batman it's always kevin conway all right now that we just made ourselves sad let's go into <laughs> our awards here uh, first up, we always do our psycho shower scene, which is your favorite scene from the movie. I'll go first. Mine is the entire time Riddler is mocking and mimicking Bruce. <laughs> at, the, the, at the event? Yeah, at the event. <laughs> the way he just mirrors him, the same suit, the same hair. like, And th- the movie doesn't even bother like ignoring it because Bruce walks up to him and like the first thing he says to him is, nice suit. He knows he's yeah. doing it. And it just doesn't matter. And Carrie is so subtle with it. I love it. I love it so much. It's my favorite scene. So that's actually part of mine. Okay. I actually did the entire release party because I love that moment. But I also love that this is the moment that we get to see Batman being a detective and like looking up stuff and like figuring out how things work and getting to use that moment. So that whole scene for me is my psycho shower scene. Very cool. Very cool. Very cool. Um, I had three scenes, but I was hoping that I was thinking that you guys were going to take one of them. Um, (laughs) We did talk about the two scenes, though. Okay. Uh, So I'm going to go with the we did talk about all of them, actually. The intro of this scene goes into another scene, but it's where it's the introduction of Robin in his old suit saving Batman when he's underneath all the rubble and he's hanging from that rope and he pulls him out of there. And then it leads into the scene where they're talking about um, his backstory and how he wants to be his partner and stuff like that. That was like we had mentioned how heavy how heavy the material is in that scene, and it just works so well. And Chris O'Donnell does a great job, and so does uh, so does Val Kilmer talking about how yeah yeah I did watch my family die. Yeah. So that was my favorite scene. And it has the motif of the grabbing of hands. Yeah. We see that throughout the movie. Yeah. Of being like a whole bunch. You always need a, a helping hand. Yeah. Because it's cool at the end where he goes, oh, yeah, you know, I could use somebody. And he's like a partner. And he actually calls him partner. You're yeah. Like, oh, man. <laughs> right so in the fields. Happy. Yeah. <laughs> great. Two, you guys pick great, great scenes. Uh, next up, we have the life uh, finds a way award for your favorite line from the movie. Uh, Emily, start us off on this one. Holy rusted metal, Batman! Because I absolutely love the fact that that calls back to, you know, uh, the Adam West West one. But it's also, he explains it so it's not like just a real throwaway (laughs) line. It's just like, no, this is really just holy and it's rusted and it's metal. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's great. Uh, Maddie, what do you got? Um, I have the very first line of this movie. Can I persuade you to take a sandwich with you, sir? I'll get drive-through. My favorite line of the movie. What? Really? It's so you gotta good. have an Alfred it's line so in there. It's so good. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm, I'm, I love it. Is it not a good line? No, it's it a is. good line. Because <laughs> I can imagine this is the Batman that would get drive through. 
like 100 in, in the batmobile oh, and everything yeah. Imagine yeah. Being that person at mcdonald's who's like hey welcome to can i take your holy crap it's batman <laughs> put it on the back card. holy big mac batman yeah. <laughs> as we know in the next movie he has the bat forever card yeah. so um i don't have one that's i sad. sat here and i racked my brain since watching this movie through the pod i thought and i thought and i thought and there was not a single line that really just jumped at me as my favorite i really so i'm gonna be super cliche and just put riddler's i'm batman <laughs> you don't That's want it. you don't want riddler's uh you're, he might get bronze or you might have to settle for bronze <laughs> yeah. when, he, when he throws him out the window oh yeah my gosh. yeah i think some of the lines are just they're funny but like they're not memorable and yeah so i just didn't really i i couldn't really i sat down and i was like i can't even think <laughs> of a line let alone what my favorite one is yeah. so i'm gonna cheap out here and just say i don't really have one okay uh next up is the han shot first award what you think held up the worst from this movie and maddie go ahead and start us off i think there's a possibility that emily and i will have the same one <laughs> as a chase meridian as uh or Nicole Kidman as Chase Meridian. Uh, it's the forced romance for ah, me. So we kind of tie into yeah. each other. Oh yeah. How about you? Do is it is it the same? No. Okay. <laughs> Something even worse for you? Yeah. Oh my gosh! I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for for me, it's they have absolutely no chemistry. They do. Those two actors together, and it's just rammed down your throat the entire time. That's... I was just like, get rid of it. Yeah. Whatever. You guys both suck. Nicole Kidman's <laughs> the worst part of this movie. Hands down, the worst part of this movie. Them together is the worst. She's got to, she's got to <laughs> go. The worst part of this movie is Tommy Lee Jones's Two Face. Oh my god! I talked about I talked about it up front. I don't know what he's doing in this entire movie. He makes zero sense. He's all over the place. You can't match crazy with crazy, and that's what he was trying to do with Jim Carrey, and it doesn't work. It just doesn't. So for me, it's what holds up the worst when he's on. Like, just get rid of him. If you're going to focus that heavily on Riddler, you don't need Two-Face. The, the Graysons could have died in a way of, like, an accident or any other possible way. The Riddler mm. needed, or, yeah, Riddler needed to be taught how to be bad. I guess. Stupid. Hate it. He, no, the Riddler <laughs> needed uh, his henchmen. Riddler didn't have his own henchmen. He yeah, took he, someone else's henchmen, he basically. Manpower. Last, yeah. last award is our Paul Rudd Award for the thing that holds up the best. Mine's Jim Carrey as the Riddler, period. I think his performance is fantastic. I think for a live-action Riddler set in a, a neon-painted <laughs> Gotham, it needed to be that crazy. Not his performance as Nygma, his performance as the Riddler. Jim Carrey as the Riddler is the thing that holds up the best from this movie. Okay. All right. Maddie? Mine is uh something that we mentioned doesn't really have anything to do with this movie it is uh seals kiss from a rose is the only good thing that came or hell has held up from this movie is a song that the only was thing. not involved with this movie very much <laughs> seals kiss from a rose because you wow. hear this song now you hear this song now and you immediately think of batman forever yeah and you think of bat nipples and you think of val kilmer and you probably think of how awful chase meridian is <laughs> 
but this is the thing that holds up the most. I am going to have to go and listen to that song after this because I don't actually know what song that is. Oh my goodness. That's, that's embarrassing. Just, wow. Just move past it and say your thing that held up the best because you're embarrassing yourself right now. My Paul Rudd Award goes to Robin's storyline. I think he gets a lot of growth. He gets a lot of heart moments. He gets to actually act in this movie of just craziness. Cool. So I think his storyline is what holds up the best. All good. All good. All right. We're going to go into final thoughts and decision. Maddie, I'm going to give you the option. Would you like to be first or last? I'll go first. All right. All right. Go for it. Okay. So this movie is better than I remembered. This is not a god awful movie. There are things to be appreciated. There's more things to dislike about this movie, but this movie is necessary like Adam had said earlier, because we would not have gotten Badison, we would not have gotten a lot of good movies after this, which is why I'm going to say that this movie does hold up. This is something that people should watch because it set the bar to give us things that we wouldn't have gotten without this movie being as silly and crazy as it is. <laughs> but it does hold up. There's a lot of things like we had said in our Paul Rudd Awards that are great things about this movie. Unfortunately, you guys will have to sit through Nicole Kidman, though. So <laughs> <laughs> you take yeah, the good with the bad. Yep. There, but you? it does right. hold up. I think people should watch it. All right, Emily, go ahead. Uh, I will have to agree. I actually do think it holds up. I got a lot more out of watching it this time than I did any other time before that. But that's mostly because I was willing to look beyond just the craziness that is Tommy Lee Jones and um, Jim Carrey as their villains because they are just extreme. Don't get me wrong. They're insane. But if you look past that, there's a lot of nuance to this movie that I'd never noticed before. So it's definitely worth a rewatch. And I think it holds up yeah. for that reason. Um, so I honestly had zero decision before this podcast started. I did not know one way or another. And I was waiting to hear what you guys had to say to decide for myself. Like, tell me some good stuff about this movie, but also tell me what didn't work. You know, you guys have different opinions than me. And I'm going to go with both you guys. I think it does hold up. I think, I think really what pushed me over the edge was something Maddie said pretty early on of just think about comic books and how there's always a new artist coming in who puts their own spin on things. And when you're matching this as con continuity to 89 and 92, it's like, God, why couldn't they just do that again? I like those movies. And I was always mad at it for that reason. But then looking at it as in like, all right, ignore that Alfred's the same and think about a new artist coming in and putting his spin on Batman. Does it work? And it does exactly what Schumacher did, yeah. what he wanted as Batman's current artist. And for that reason, like, I can't knock it. It holds up. Across the board. Across yeah, the board. Yeah. I was that. really surprised. Wow. That. <laughs> now, if we did Batman and Robin, that's an automatic hell no. Oh, oh, I man. don't know. That's Emily's favorite. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be tossed up for that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's interesting. Maybe maybe when people, if people want a bonus episode. Yeah, we'll throw that one at them. We're yeah. going gonna to sit on a couch, though, and watch it while we do the episode. Oh, my God, yeah. We'll do a watch along. <laughs> It'll be great. Just tearing it apart as we go. Um, Cool. All right, guys, there you go. Three holds up. I did not see that coming. I thought for sure at least one of us would say no. Maddie, why don't you tell the people where they can find you and uh, pitch yourself, man. Let, let our crowd know what you're into. For sure. So if anybody wants to get at me and tell me that Nicole Kidman was good in this movie, you guys could hit me up on Twitter at TheMatman22. <clears throat> it's spelled just like Batman, just with an M at the beginning. 
if you guys want to hear me talk about some nerdy stuff, um, I have another show called No Nerds Were Harmed, and I am with my co-host Tyler, and my wife is our producer. We talk about movies, comics, games, and all things nerdy. If you guys have kids and you guys would like to listen to a kid-friendly show, I have another podcast called It's Movie Night that I do with my wife and my two daughters, and we talk about movies of different genres and different ratings we basically make our daughters the guinea pigs to let you know if your kids <laughs> might be willing to watch certain movies that might be too scary maybe they're just too silly so you'll get our parents perspective of saying this movie's not very good but we uh we'll give everything either a thumbs up a thumbs middle or a thumbs down and let you know if you guys should add it to your movie night list and that is it's movie night the other one with a lot of cursing is called no nerds were harmed and you can find those everywhere podcasts are available, right? Yes, you can Spotify it, you could uh, Amazon, you can tell Alexa to do it. I won't <laughs> say that too loud because if you're listening, then maybe Alexa's going to hear it. But uh, Apple <laughs> Music, you can look it up on YouTube. And We're you can there. also uh, check the description for this podcast. I'm going to put your link tree in there. Sweet. Um, click on the link tree that says No Nerds Were Harmed. It'll take you to where all of his podcast stuff is available. Um, I recommend them. I listen to No Nerds Were Harmed every time you guys put out a new episode. It is always a good time. It is much different than this. You are going to hear the F word said about 187 times per I episode. I honestly least. think it rivals uh, the Leonardo listen, movie. Martin, Scors- Wolf of- Wolf Martin, Scorsese. Oh. Martin Scorsese has nothing on the No Nerds Were Harmed <laughs> podcast when it comes to vulgar language. Oh yeah. Uh, but no, you guys actually, it's a wonderful podcast. You guys have a ton of good stuff to say about movies. You guys cover older stuff. You guys cover new stuff, everything. Um, you guys have nerd news on there too, which yep. is awesome. You also do a you know, read, play, watch, like I talked about earlier, which is, it's a great time, guys. Definitely check it out. Uh, it's movie night. That's a new thing yeah. that you just started. I also listened to that. It's wonderful. Um, Those are the most adorable guinea pigs ever. <laughs> yeah. They're just <laughs> going to say that out loud. <laughs> yeah, the girls to, are the best. All you got to do is listen to one episode of It's Movie Night, and you're like, cool, I'm hooked. Let's yeah. just, every yep. week, let's go. Fall in love with those little voices. It, listen to it when you're bringing your kids to uh to school. Yeah. See if it's going to, if they like it exactly it's pretty cool and then also thanks for having me on here i appreciate you guys i had fun talking yeah. about this movie and it was a blast excellent Thank you. i appreciate you being here um but you're also going to hang out with us a little longer because this friday we have a youtube episode coming out where we're going to fan cast the teen titans in the dc universe in the meantime you guys know the drill you can find all our socials at the link in the description link tree TikTok, Instagram, all that stuff. Come check it all out. Always good content. In the meantime, keep watching movies. Bye.